G'day guys, Anthony, AOS coach here, bringing you Down Under Sigma, episode 11 with the notorious, villainous, most devious man himself, Shadowhammer, how are you, brother? I am all right. I've been unwell for the past two weeks, but I'm all right at the moment. So yeah, how are you, man? I am good, man. Finally, uh, mate, big, big couple of, uh, couple of days from me, uh, uh, for people who are in the Sydney scene, they will probably would have seen Sydney GT went from 70 players to 110 spaces. So uh, been hustling, new venue, uh, tickets are on fire, uh, shitting myself about terrain, um, <laughs> learning how to airbrush. I'm sure we'll talk more about what I'm up to, but it's been good, man. Really good. You can see yeah. terrain everywhere. It's been super busy for you, like nonstop, like news after news after news. It's good to see. Yeah, got some shows going up as well. So we'll talk more about some of the content stuff that's coming out. But uh, we have some sexy ass guests on our stream and we are here to talk ultimately about the General's Handbook 2019. We're going to talk uh, firsthand experience from these fine Aussie legends. What do we like? What do we think's hot garbage? What do we think uh, might need to be retconned and maybe uh, tweaked and modified by TOs? You know, what's our general consensus for the game as the new book news book drops? Um, news book. I feel like I just made up some words. You but... just made up a few words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you... who cares? Uh, it's it's my hobby. Um, <laughs> I always make things up. Like I'm sorry, it come from the storm vault. Yeah. Um, the first person we want to introduce is a man who needs no introduction. He is the fish man himself, Ben, from man. Ben and from Ben and Ken, the fish men. Ben, how are you, sir? Men. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Sharks are on fire. Um, very happy about the uh, point, but, you know, we'll talk about that later. And if people aren't in the deep of the sea and they don't know who you are, who are you, sir? Uh, I'm just some guy from Sydney who plays <laughs> with a fuck ton of sharks. <laughs> so shark t- sh- sh- Sharknado Ben himself, Sharknado. I'm a deep Kim player, general nice guy. Sort of, sometimes. This isn't going very well. No, no it's not. Ben, it's ben really, literally, really bad. You're giving him so many compliments, and he's just like, I have no idea what you're no, talking about. No, no, no. Like, eel players hate me. His number, reason number four will surprise you. Well, these content creators like to hate you, but... Uh, yeah, I know, I know. That too. So it's surprising why I'm on here. To his fairness, he did say he would just talk about sharks. <laughs> he yeah. hasn't yeah. really talked yeah. about sharks, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I've been saving it for tonight. All right. All Why right. blow my load early when I can, like, you know, perfectly time it? Good lord. Uh, all right, I'm going to I'm going to someone else. Your band. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, a man who's new to the channel. Uh, a man that uh, Doom and Darkton was shouting out for someone who's going to be doing a whole bunch of uh, painting for CanCon terrain, which is an absolute legend himself. Uh, his name is Ryan, but we know him as Ham. How are you, Ham? Yeah, good thanks, man. Good thanks, man. Happy to happy to be on. Um, just loving loving the new book and yeah. But um, for people that don't know um, what I do, I commission paint. Probably been doing that for about a year. Um, been been pretty cool. Um, play a lot of AOS. Um, probably been playing in the tournament scene for about a year. Um, jumped around a bit. Played a bit of Beast. Played a bit of Iron Jaws. Bit of uh, heaps in an Urgle. Um, but yeah, so just like really in the game, play heaps of it whenever I can. Um, yeah, um, that's that's who I am. Yeah, and we're gonna have him on a little bit later. 
uh, this month doing a faction focus uh, Iron Jaws, which I'm really excited about with Brogan Clark. So yeah, uh, me too, man. Super excited about that. So hopefully I can learn some tricks off him and uh, learn some new things. But um, they're pretty. They've they've got some heaps new tricks now. So pretty cool. We got all the love. <laughs> no, very good. Oh Everyone, everyone's like, "Oh, my army got nerfed." Iron Jaws, like, we didn't get touched. Yay, we won. Oh, we, no, we, got, got, we got we got so got much more. We like we we got stuff we didn't even ask for. That's awesome. Good. A man who needs no introduction because he is a bigger celebrity than all of us combined. He is the mayor of Dubbo himself. He has uh, actually moved away some of his his ribbon cutting, his baby kissing, all of those mayoral duties. Uh, to be with us today. So, Matt Tyrrell, the Lord of Death himself, how are you, sir? Welcome. I'm good, thanks, Coach. How are you? Uh, we're great. Just talking <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, so, yeah, now I've uh, got the night off, so kids are in bed. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's talk shit. You didn't have to go open up any buildings in your in, in Dubbo? No, not today. Um, got the you didn't have to open up. up, but how many did you close down? <laughs> I got the satellite uplink going at the moment, so it's all good. And for the people who don't know who the mayor is because they don't tune into the Heralds of War, uh, where where Adam Teacherbert uh, is always talking about the mayor. Who are you? What do you play? How long have you been with us for? Um, yeah, right. I'm I'm Matt Tyrrell. Um, I'm from Albury, actually. I'm oh, just out of Albury now, which is apparently Dubbo, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been in the hobby now for probably four years. I only just sort of started just before AOS came out, started playing Ogres. Um, so really excited. Hopefully later this year we might be getting a book, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I, I've been probably best known for playing Death. Um, I took Death to the first CanCon and um, did pretty well then. And um, from there I've just, I've just been honing my lists and... I just uh, really enjoy playing Death, to be honest. I enjoy lo love all the units, and I love building lists that are different. But also, I love building competitive lists. I I do like to win, and I always try my best. But um, yeah. So it's it's always good to to go to a tournament with a different type of Death list. Like you don't see Grimgast Reapers in my lists, or you know all all the all the stuff that everyone always takes. Um, and uh, with the new GHB, I've actually written a whole new whole new list um, and new death list. So, really looking forward to that. Um, pity uh, I, I like the fact that Manfred's dropped in points. Only pro the only problem is then you got to take Legion of Knight if you want to use him, and you have to use him as general, which both of those ideas kind of suck. So they're the best. They're the best. I'm a Legion of Knight player. I've got Manfred up there. Looking, he's right there. The king himself. Uh, Lord of the biting, Death. Biting my, biting my tongue. Biting my tongue. Biting my tongue. Man, don't say anything. I, I, I actually... Same, 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 same. Um, I, took a, I played a game the other day, actually, with him, um, just to give him a crack uh, against a change host, and, yeah, it went pretty well, so... Yeah, no, you're supposed to say it failed. He's good value. Uh, All right. good. You, you do realize that if Nagash brings Vlad back, he's putting Vlad in charge of the Legion of Night. No like, way. It's that easy. He's just like, bam, Manfred, go away. Nah, nah no deal. No you're deal. You're boring. Leave me alone. Vlad's cool. Anyway, not, away from uh, Manfred being the best, because uh, he clearly <laughs> is. Uh, ben, I'm kicking you off the stream. Uh, <laughs> Liam, we had some news. We wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the rumor mill, which I think is pretty exciting. Yeah. So if anyone hasn't seen the rumor mill, 
Um, it is two heads um, that look so awesome. So what do you guys think it is? Gutbusters. Okay. Gutbusters for what? Ogres. Ogres. I reckon it might be an ogre, like a Legends and the Gash book, where they're going to yeah. combine ogres with um, Beast Claw Raiders. I think that's what it might be. That's my... See, this is... I think it's Soul Blade, but what does everyone else think? I think it's Stormcast. <laughs> What's, what's the, what, 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 what chamber do they unlock that they carry around it's seven the, uh, years? It's the, the chamber witch, no, it's, it's the witch hunting... Um... Yeah, it's the... no, to, I, be, yeah. to be fair, though, they are probably due for another release, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. They're a bit late, actually. <laughs> I'd so love they... to think that it's like a tro- It's like Cetra's trophy rack of like kings who didn't kneel, but I know it's not that. Because they've all got crowns on, like... I did notice they're not that. Just, and they're not what... just normal skulls. They're like crown skulls. So crowns of like, because that was the, one of the big yeah. things I saw. I'm like, right, who who would have crowns? Would it be vampires? Mm, probably mayors. not. Mayors. Mayors of towns. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out, Matt. <laughs> I honestly think it's Soulblade. Ham, what do you think? I, I think it's Gutbusters. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of something that, like, uh, it, it, ogres like i've been looking at getting ogres they, they look so cool so i'm hoping it is you know this is my opinion is the hooks that they have on them it's, it just reminds me of death in a way like that's they're it, not yeah they remind me of death so it could be dead walkers like it could be a new i'm just not start. a fan of death you know so i really don't want it to be death. <laughs> i mean i don't think anyone really is I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure those hooks so um we've already got in the I think the Beast Claw Raiders already got those t- exact uh, type same hooks. Yeah, they we should really find the merchant who sells those hooks and just compare like where they, <laughs> where like, the who they sell them to. Are uh, yeah. those hooks we sold in Gutbusters? Um, but yeah, no, nah, it looks epic. I love the eyes, especially on the one on the right. If anyone else is looking at it, it is like it literally looks like it hasn't slept in weeks and it's dead. It's great. Always get those things wrong, eh? That's why I never have a guess. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be that. And I'm like, nah, it's something totally different. You know? So I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. Uh, so when I was at Adepticon and we, they were going through Warcry, um, Pete Foley was talking about, and then one of the questions came up and they said, um, is Warcry just about chaos? And they had said basically that the second edition or the wave after what we're currently seeing, uh, we'll see, you'll see destruction. You'll see some of the other allegiances. So I reckon it could be Gutbusters or Ogres, but in Warcry form. Is Warcry even out yet? Uh, I reckon you'll see it, what is it, on the 20th, you've got um, AOS Day. So I reckon uh, you'll see it pre, uh, I think you'll see it for uh, up for sale. I think this week will be Sylvaneth pre-release, which obviously you know. I think next week pre-release will be for Warcry. I really want to paint the shit out of those models. So anyone who wants some painted, hit me up. (laughs) Slide promo, awesome. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Shout out promos to Ham, but yeah. no, they look great. I, I, I don't even know which uh, faction I'm looking for, but I think Warcry is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be the, uh, the itch that will uh, help with the scratch of that, you know, that kind of skirmish that uh, I thought um, uh, Underworlds would solve, but um, wasn't quite the game that it was for me. I think Warcry is going to be it. There's also that other. Um... Rumor engine as well from July second, high elves, the oh, the high elfy type. Just elves. There was a couple of ones like there's the horn one. There's like there's a couple. 
Yeah, AOS is getting some love later this year for so sure. Many people are, if, it, if it is high, so many people are going to lose their shit. It's just L. They're not oh. high. Don't call them high. They're light. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Light uh, yeah. I don't know. Thing graves <laughs> in the brain, man, you know. I just got a shout out from the chat. Matt Davis thinks it's Stormcast, and uh, Jet has said that uh, the Stonehorns have very similar hooks with their meat. So uh, any Beast Claw Raider fans might recognize those hooks uh, as potentially ogre ones. I'm guessing the gutbuster groups are going mental, even if there is any yeah. or not. Um, but yeah, I like that rear engine. I like the look of that model. Um, could be man eaters, fire yeah. bellies, maybe maybe like allegiance fire bellies, and we're gonna have a whole fire, fire belly. No, give me Polynesian ogres. <laughs> I mean, gutbusters are dead as deadly as ever. Give me Polynesian fire bellies, <laughs> fire twirling ogres. You want tribal ogres, God. bro, like bone splitter ogres. I want them to be opposite to beast chloraters. I want them to be running away from their volcano nope. god. But like Ma- Maori tats and He's Hawaiian got this shirts. weird and... theme going with the sharks and the, the tribes. I don't know. Hey, anyway. <laughs> hey, yeah, I also collect boat people, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Who brought him on? <laughs> All right, I'm going to move us forward and I'm going to talk about some of the content creators for the last couple of weeks that I think you guys should shout out if you haven't already um, uh, checked these out. So the first one I want to shout is the Elf Bro himself. So Hayden Walker, uh, friend of the channel, has been on here many times. Um, He's recently released some uh, bat reps, really good bat reps. They're about 20 minutes or less. Ham, you've been on one in the past. Uh, great, really well done from a competitive scene as well, under 20 minutes, so check him out. Um, all the links, by the way, are in the in the channel description. Um, Doom and Darkness has launched a new format called uh, Doomcast, which uh, is about two and a half hours. I call it a variety show where he's got a little bit of shit and talk, a little bit of like a bat rep with Iron Jaws. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of little different segments in his one kind of two-hour stream, so really good. Um Luke Dadhammer um, had a discussion with the Aussie Wargamer around creating a narrative, and the Aussie Wargamer had this really cool... I don't know if you guys had saw it at CanCon. It was like this uh, Lady of the Lake, Bretonia, Sylvaneth kind of mixed mixed force, which yeah. was beautiful. It was really cool. And then our friends from Measured Gaming, Creaky Gamers, have had some bat reps up, and Mortally Wounded just put out a podcast um, about Sydney Slaughter and having the top four players, which was uh, Matt Campbell, Sean, um, Stephen Dury, and um, Keith, so uh, the Creaky Gamers. So they all talked about their experience at Sydney Slaughter, which happened about a month ago. This time last month. Holy shit, that was a month ago. Yeah, I'm flies. Um, Creaky Gamers also did a video about like different um, movement trays. If anyone has seen that, yeah, the most cool. Aussie movement trays you'll ever see. Yeah, is... I was about to say, if watch it, if you want to see some freaking Aussie style like movement trays, go watch that because yeah, it's just genius. I have never like I'm never gonna look at like some beverages again. Now I'm gonna be like, yep, that <laughs> is definitely a movement tray. The tops um, of beer bottles is just insane. I, it was clever. I love it. But, yeah, so what else has been happening this week, Mago? What else is on pre-order at the moment? You dropped something before? Uh, oh, two other things. We've got two uh, events happening this this week, that I, this month that I'm aware of. So oh, yeah. Cinder Falls got his narrative event in Adelaide. Um, I don't know if Luke has got tickets still, but they uh, it's happening this week. Uh, and then at the end of the month, Ipswich, Ipswich GT is happening. So I'm pretty sure there's probably tickets at least for up for this week and 
uh, my own event, Sydney GT, still has 30 tickets or less. So it's going to be 110 players. And um, that made me realize that 110 players was the same amount of players that CanCon last year had, which is semi-freaking me out when I when I had this kind of like light bulb moment, like, holy shit. I have I, I have no TO support because Dan Brewer has bought a ticket now. So he's done a oh. Liam. Oh, what? No. Yeah, so, so Dan Brewer was no. my 2IC. And then when tickets came up, he's like, oh, I want to play. Uh, so now I lost my TO support. So I'll be doing it by oh. myself right now. So if did, you want to help. Did, did someone give, probably told you something about two weeks ago, maybe helping you? Maybe? Yeah, I don't trust you, though. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either. To be honest, I think no one wants me to make their calls because it'll be so brutal. No, um, what one, you lose keys. Two, uh, you offered Clint, one of the very first people to help Clint at CanCon this year that just passed, and who went out and bought a ticket, and then Clint realized that you weren't helping because you bought a ticket. Funny you mention that. Dan Brewer told me to buy a ticket. So there's a common banana here. Yeah, Dan you're, both, you're both evil. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so check them out. Um, and Liam, we, we do have some pre-orders, don't we? Yeah, uh, a very, I think we've been waiting for this one for like three months, maybe three months. Worst kept secret. Worst kept secret ever. Sylvaneth's finally on pre-order. I'm excited to get endless spells and actually have the book in hand. Like it's all great and all having it on my phone, but <laughs> Um, but yeah, worst kept secret. But I'm excited. It would I am definitely be keen to be playing trees again after it. And then I think this is probably like the one of the biggest pre-order weekends GW's had because they're pre-ordering for nearly one thing for every game. Well, there's a Blood Bowl team. There's some... a 40k pre-order. I think it's everything that was in that one shipping container in like China that got stuck. <laughs> it turned up. That just finally rocked up. It's just like, oh hey, here you go. Love so, um, so I think that's definitely, it's going to be a huge weekend for GW because that's just a lot of pre-orders to like fit in. Um, I think it's every single game format except for Necromunda, from what I remember. That's on pre-order this weekend, which is interesting. But yeah, are you, you're jumping on trees, aren't you, Amagro? Uh, yep. So I've got almost 2,000 points and I, I'm starting to build my, my Orion as we speak. So converting up a Durthu slash Orion um, using Magnus the Red. So I'll be uh, heavily keep bashing that one. It looks, it's going to look epic. That's going to be so keen. Way too much work. Way too much work. It is a lot of work. um, But uh, But the result will be awesome. Well, it's going to be the projects that's going to keep me uh, sane while I'm printing and painting terrain up for the next three months. So this is like that little just keeping me sane, keeping me creative, as opposed to just painting nonstop pieces and um, dry brushing. But You're a robot, mate. Just do it. It's fine. <laughs> you know this great thing called contrast paint? Oh, yeah, nah, how, man, it's, nah. how much I mean, money yeah. do you think I have to paint like 200 pieces of terrain with contrast? <laughs> yeah, that's right. What the hell? Just actually, don't, give the, actually, don't but... give the 20 bucks back from the uh, tickets. Keep that. VW <laughs> is sponsoring me, but they're not sponsoring me with an industrial vat of... of um, but that's why they gave you 150 pieces of arcane ruins. Yeah, they because like, they're like, come on, buy that fucking contrast paint. You know, the rule is, we're giving you these arcane pieces, you have to use contrast only. Ooh. 
All right, we're getting to the topic now. You guys are talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so why are these legends here? Um, let's do the intro. The intro is, is that this is open mic night for General's Handbook 2019, recently dropped, FAQs dropped. Uh, all these boys have had an opportunity to play the new rules, and we've had a lot go on. We've had um, uh, new scenarios or updates on the scenarios. We've had new. Uh, we've had um, a whole bunch of terrain rules. So there's a new scenery table. We have a new. Uh, we have terrain rules altogether, and some rules around allegiance terrain. We have new command abilities. We have three new command abilities. We have new triumph tables. We've got uh, mercenary rules. We've got you know points adjustments. We have allegiance abilities. There is so much going on in this book. Uh, but then also some FAQs that have changed the game, especially for some of the factions. So really, this is an open discussion around what we like, what maybe TOs should consider uh, to adapt or modify in their own um, games, and maybe some considerations. I don't know how, how we're going to end this. Um, I know some of these boys have some very strong opinions on certain topics. So let's start. Let's start with the elephant in the room. FAQ. The FAQ <laughs> dropped. Some people were like, yay, nothing happened to me. Some people, the, the, you know, you, I woke up in the morning and Twitter was basically the world was on fire. <laughs> Did anything, nothing really changed. How was the FAQ for all of you guys? Liam, you hold on. So I saw your, I know, I saw your <laughs> shit fight, fire lighting insanity. Um, you and Tom Lyons had gone like, Whoa! So I'll ask the other boys first. How was the FAQ for you? What did you notice? How did it impact your army? What's changed? Oh, for me, absolutely nothing. Being like <laughs> playing Iron Jaws, like if anything, it got better because people people got nerfed. So you know, <laughs> it's a big um, win for for Ham. Ham's like, yay! I didn't oh, get man, touched. This, this GHB just win all around, mate. So loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get touched by the FAQ, honestly. Yeah. And, then, um, and you play, and what are your armies? Just so, just for I, clarity for people listening, you, you're playing. Yeah, I play Iron Jaws, so just shitload of brutes, more crusher. Yeah, good stuff. So that's the way to do it. Yeah. Now, Ben, you're a deepkin player primarily. Yeah, and going to dabble in the KO again. Um, but honestly, nothing changed in the FAQ for me. Um, except for like the terrain, like the faction terrain rules. But honestly, like we had so many restrictions on the ship anyway, it wasn't actually that bad. So how does the ship, imp so how does the, the new terrain rules as written impact you as a Deepkin player? They don't because you still have to use the rules allocated to the scenery, which is still like, like I think it was three away from like terrain no, and one away from objective. objective. No, you're six away from objectives or no, something. So, so ships are three away from terrain, six from objectives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the new rules were like, oh, three from terrain, one from, from objectives. Objective. Yep. But you still have to add all your other rules in as well. So they didn't fix... Did they fix Norholes at all? No. no. So you still can't place Norholes. Excellent. Good job. Well, <laughs> as, rules as written. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, there we but go. Who's, gonna, who's actually going to not let someone use their norholes? Let's be real. Like they've got their terrain piece. Oh no, I think no, I think they fixed it. I think the if I remember correctly on the FAQ, um, that six inch rule from the side 
uh, was was gone. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think from the FAQ because 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 originally as written it was six away from the table edge, three away from or three or six from um from another terrain piece, and then like one or three from an objective. But I think they dropped the the table edge um that's, six that's inch right. off. to three. They did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so there's more space on the table now, but. It, you know, are you, gonna, are you gonna like? I don't know. Will you be that guy that's like, oh, you can't, you, you can't do your no holes, bro. It's like up ya. Like no, you, you could, <laughs> depending, but you know, just sucks to be that dude. You know. Yeah. I mean, what are they gonna put through? Like one rattling gun. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like or, if you're sitting on it, like they don't athlete. really come into play, but. You know, they are annoying to be there because they can just be like, hey, I'm through the hole. Hey. But the thing is, you just whack a model on it and it's just like, okay, cool. There we go. Problem solved. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, yeah. it's deadly. Oh, don't care. And just, you know, go for those good sportsman points, man. No. Yeah, I think it's not. Honestly, I think it's, it's fine. Like, it just stops, like, Wildwoods from doing stupid things. Honestly, yeah. I think it was just to stop Wildwoods. That's right. The Wildwoods were a problem. Like, because I think they were like the only terrain piece that you could put on objectives. Look at Liam shaking his head. Oh, He's look like, at me! My woods are fine. They were they were fine the way they were. Oh, I could summon thirty <laughs> dryads on them. So, good, a good question from the chat has come up from Matt, and he's asked, um, "Does that terrain rules um, only affect uh, the terrain placement at the start of the battle, or does it happen subsequently?" So, for example, Sylvaneth who summoned terrain. Uh, 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 Nurgle gets to summon more feculate narmals. Um, so those rules, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, wrong lads. Uh, those rules are only in effect for the deployment phase when yeah, you start summoning phase. summoning terrain. Then those rules, th those rules are, are changed. Or it's in rules. the it's in the setup of the game. Yeah. So pretty much when you yeah. set up in the game, and also anything that is about placing an extra piece of terrain, such as the Nurgle tree and Sylvaneth trees. They have their own rules of placement. So sometimes some of the trees is three inches away from units. While before, when you're setting up pieces of terrain, it doesn't mention anything about units because it's before deployment. Does it make sense? Yeah. So the so the rules in the general's handbook are specific about the setup of terrain. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the the addition of of terrains, um, I guess generation. So um, who is it? Is it just Nurgle and is it just Nurgle um, Sylvaneth? Nurgle Sylvaneth. I think uh, there the was a problem before ones. with um, Beast of Chaos. Like they couldn't put their. I know they were not talking about something else, but they couldn't put their um, herdstone down. Like I played a game and I couldn't fit my herdstone down before they FAQ'd it. That was a problem. So they fixed that now. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the interesting pieces with the terrain rule is that in the old General's Handbook there was recommended twelve pieces of terrain in the traditional six by four. Now there's only ten. So in theory there should be two extra terrain slots. So in the ideal world, uh, there'll be less terrain on the table to start with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think it's good just to have a guide there as well for new players to have it. You know, this is how you set up a table. This is what how many pieces you're supposed to have because, you know, you see people playing on flat tables and there's no there's no tactics to it. There's no there's nothing because it's like, just oh, well, just let's, let's run at each other. Huh? You know, like. Yeah, I just I mean, like I like a table with heaps of terrain. So that, that's that, in the beginning though. It's like one way to do it. It's just like oh, of course, like you, you got to start somewhere. But, but like, like, I'm just good that you. Are we talking about the open war placement terrain? We're just talking about in general. You're talking in general. There's, there's, there's a, just, just general. The one just bit. general. Ben, don't get into this loophole. Don't do it. This is don't the one good. bit in the general's handbook that I have issue with, and it's the open war terrain generator or whatever it is. So first off, always lads, how often are we playing open war? Never. Zero. 
All right, cool. Ben, go on. Um, <laughs> ben, take a deep breath before you start. No, I, I, just, I, just, I just want to put the context around the storm right. in the teacup, right? Like, yeah, it, like so, so we, we have some other right. rules, like we saw, um, you know, meeting engagements and there were some other things like, you know, some dictation of terrain, but people are just like, eh, who cares? We yeah, move right. along. There's, there's a generator chart and it's just like, I don't need this. I don't well, need you, it. Guess what? It doesn't guess need what, to be there. Ben, I'm going to shell shock you right now. That book is designed for beginners and veterans. Yeah. So those beginners would love to know how to set up a table. It's not hard to set up a pe- some terrain on a board nicely. There is children that play this game, Ben. Yeah. Let them do it. Yeah. That's as a right. child, I would know when to put, ben, like, how to put stuff on a board. Yeah. Mate, you would be like, ben, okay, my mate. army flat table, they're, they're in a bunker. <laughs> you can't touch me. I can touch you. Like, if you were a kid, you'd be like, yeah, fucking nah. You can't get to me, man. I'm behind my bunker that I've put down. Elevating but, the but, conversation. But, yeah, elevating anyway. the conversation. Matt Tyrrell, the mayor. What are your, yeah. what are your, what is your educated, please, please move on from this, topic. On this? Please rally the plebs on the, uh, those rules there. Well, yeah, how did the uh, FAQs go for you as a, oh, they're, primarily they're FAQs. a deaf player? Um, well, actually one thing that I, I thought would have been FAQ'd, um, and still hasn't, and it's been around for so long is the ethereal amulet. Now, oh, I, I, no, no. Coming, like everyone knows that I've had a zombie dragon with ethereal amulet for a long time. But Every honestly, zombie dragon has one. I honestly think that it should not be you should not be able to have a better than a four up save if you've got it. It should be written into the rule of it, and I, I just think it's it's quite ridiculous that you can have a three up model um, with ethereal save with fourteen wounds or anything we, else. Any of the other big animal like any of the I'm other guilty. Big guilty as charged. The, so. no, the issue, just, sorry Matt. The issue yeah. with the vampire lord and zombie dragon rule, it's actually the vampire lord itself. What it should say is, if this Vampire Lord has a shield, it should add one to its save, not have a three up instead. But it, it, not even just that, though. Like, anything. Like, a, a Frost Lord on Stonehorn, he, he he could have it as well. He's a three up. Um, Freak Lord General on Griffin is yeah, same thing, the, three up. The, the aspect of Storm, put a Ethereal Amulet on that. You can never kill the bloody thing. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't need to put a, that on a Storm. Well, that's just... what I mean. But, you know, like, it, I just think it should... Um, it should have been FAQ'd. I really do think that because at any time, because like, oh, I've played it a lot, every time you play against someone, you're like, oh, you got a Ethereal Amulet, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, well, I can take it, so why wouldn't I? But <laughs> in saying that, my new list um, does not have it. So I've oh, got, got oh, the Zombie I, Dragon without yeah, it. You're a better person than all of us. Um, <laughs> like, but, Matt, but overall, otherwise, but otherwise um, so, how, how, how was the FAQ for you? Um, look, I do play a little bit of feck as well, but I still think the FAQ really just let them let them off the hook severely. Um, I was saying earlier, I think feast day should really be only in your own turn that you can use it, and only use it for free in your own turn. Um, I just think it's quite quite stupid that you can use a free pile in an attack in your opponent's turn. Um, plus in your own turn, so you, you're saving two command points every every single battle round. Um, with yeah, that's crazy. That's so crazy. Um, yeah, that was one, and I don't know. I think Gristle Gore did get a little bit of a nerf, but look, I, I think I think they really, and then they they let the ball drop by dropping the points of horrors as well. I think um, I think that really should not have happened either. Um, but and yeah, the, and, the Gris, and the Gristle Gore nerf you're referring to is that the strike first only happens when you charge. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes, with the, the general. Um, but even saying that, like, you know, if you if he charges you and you end up killing him, he, he can pile an attack three times, I think it is. No, because if you charge... That's just not cool. No, charge, so you pile in. Yeah, you, no, but you charge and you pile in attack, then yeah. you get your free pile in attack, or you pay for your pile in attack, and then when he dies, you pile in attack, doesn't no. he? What's no, that the, rule, the, rule, the rule states with Call to War is if he hasn't fought yet, uh, then okay. he gets the pile attack. The yeah, trick right. is the trick is if you throw a terror geist in, let's say, and then he dies before he gets attack, he gets the pile in twice when he dies because what happens is Call to War activates and then the feeding frenzy thing gets off on that. Does that oh, make that's sense? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still stupid. It's but, so janky. Um, yeah, so... and. The other armies I play, so I play Ideneth as well, um, or just starting to. Yeah. Uh, so getting a few points drops on the shark was really good because I wanted to. I, I, I've got um, an all thrals and a few sharks sort of list. Um, I did have a couple of eels in my list just for the hard hitters, but I'm actually thinking I might swap them out for just all sharks. Yes. Um, Do but, it. But yeah, no. Apart from that, I think the FAQ was really quite tame. There wasn't. There wasn't anything really apart from the scenery rule being fixed up, which it had to be. Um, no, I think, was, I think yeah. the big FAQ, uh, the, the thing that I saw the biggest impact, and Liam, I'll throw to yourself, I'm sure you got lots of feedback, <laughs> is probably the, the warp lightning vortex and that going from a, a wholly within 26 inches to a 13. So um, I think that will play. I mean, that was a huge spell that people whinged about. That I, I and... couldn't believe that when I read that. I was like, thank fuck. Like, when I played it the other day and I did nine mortal wounds to my Maw Crusher before I'd even fucking left it my half of the table. I was like, what the, what the fuck is this trash? Like, you know, I... it is what it is, but... Am I the only one that had zero issues with the Warp Lightning Cannon? Dude, like, oh, Vortex? The, the that's Vortex. Because, that's, Lim, that's because your army moves like... 24 inches or something before like the movement. <laughs> I, I had Iron Fist, I couldn't even get out of it. Like, I was moving D6 in my hero phase, I still couldn't get out of it, and I just getting it was just getting the shit zapped out of me. I think, but... in my <laughs> opinion, it's still a very brutal spell. spell it, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, opinion, yeah. Though, they didn't fix the part, but it goes off on the setup and in the end of that same movement phase. And that's the abusive thing for me because you know, I play Grotz uh, at the moment, um, and most of my Grot heroes are with between four to six wounds, right? Yeah. So they cast it, they get done in the hero phase, and then I get yeah. done in the movement phase. So if I can't unbind that spell or dispel it, I'm gonna, I'm likely going to lose my characters before I get a, a good opportunity. So that, that's where it caused frustration for me. Yes, yeah. then I could move out of it. Yes, I could unbind it. But um, there were some things that just... It, Too many it, variables for you to guarantee see it, yeah. like... It's what it is. It's like, oh, well, if I don't get this, there's, there's my hero's dead. Uh, yeah. well, we they get plus can't. one to cast right. being next to their gnar hole. Um, but, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't as broken as people went crazy about, no, but no. it definitely needed to be reduced. I didn't, I didn't expect it to, to drop to 13 well, inches. When it, when it goes, I like it, it, I like it, it at 13 inches. It's much more scavening. Do you think we'll more see like things like Bailwind like Vortex? Oh, Bailwind Vortex, yeah, totally viable now. Like, you'll definitely see that taken because it's a thing that they can do. So, do, do it doesn't, does it affect endless spells? Being no. Up? No? So, no. Endless spells cannot Ooh. be modified in any way. No, that's what I thought. Oh, sick. That's good to know. Thanks, boys. There you go. <laughs> so we're 13. Liam, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, I know you were very passionate. <laughs> you were very passionate on Twitter. Yeah. I'll what what were some of your high level thoughts on the FAQ? 
High level as in like positives? <laughs> uh, just just your overall. Um, Doors of Cain should have been nerfed. Hagnar is busted. It's still too good. It's still the must go. Um, it should have changed the Holy Within. It should have Blood Shield. If Blood Shield's Holy Within, so should Hagnar's Ward Save. Yeah. That's one thing that they stuffed up there. Also, the Witch Brew being only within three, it, Army is still going to be a Daisy Chain hell of a thing. That's one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Witch See, brew. I, I, don't have, I don't have trouble with daughter, Daughters of Cain like you guys seem to. That's because you can bring stuff back. Only because I, yeah, because you spent one command point to bring, yeah, bring them back. Exactly. But I've played a lot of games against against it with Jesse, like heaps. And once you've played it enough, you work out how to beat it. Yeah, if you've if and, you've played it enough. Like, yeah. yeah, in my in my that's opinion, like any, that's like any army. I I feel like the whole Daisy Chain playstyle should have been extinct a long time ago when two like AOS two came out when everything turned Hollywood in. So the fact that that book, which was supposed to be playtested for AOS 2, is still daisy-chaining. Um, I think Witch Brew should have gone to once per game. No, get stuffed. No, Anyways, once um, per game would have been much more, like, risque to use it. Witch Brew should be like a... It, it shouldn't be just automatic. It should be like a prayer. I think once, once yeah. per game is perfectly fine. I think Then you've yeah, got but... to decide when to use it. Or if you continue using it, the unit suffers... 2d6 mortal wounds or something well, like it's, it's, it's it is what it is guys it's it's still <laughs> it's not once, um, it's not once hey, at, at least the bearer <laughs> went up 30 points so yeah like yeah that's nice. anyway go live. so yeah, that's one point feck um literally just got a pat on the head saying calm down um in the nicest way possible my list that people have played against my royal mortis list that people say is a negative play experience and the fact that i got zero um best opponent votes because of that army Literally did not get hit. Like, it didn't even get touched. If anything, it got improved. I don't think um, anything to do with the army, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, love I you, Matt. Either, I love you, Matt, so much. <laughs> um, yeah, so that army that I played, and I honestly, a lot of my opponents had a negative play experience of lit just to not get touched, and I'm actually disappointed in that way. Um, uh, fact that Grimgust Reapers and all that stuff is still in Legions of Nagash annoys me. Um, but the one big thing, Sonesh did not get touched with their busted summoning table. Like, has anyone else, like, realised that Sonesh literally didn't get touched? I've deleted Unless you you got, uh, you can read Japanese. Uh, so I'm pretty sure the Japanese Slanish, uh, there is an FAQ for Slanish. But but, uh, every other language, no Slanish, uh, no deal, you're okay. I I, I don't know, I think it just hasn't been enough time for them to change anything to see everything properly. Like we've seen it early that yeah, it's brutal, but like it just needs some time to show everyone that it is broken. My one game against Sinesh, they summoned thirteen hundred extra points. Oh yeah, so does Seraphon. Yeah, yeah, but Seraphon. Let's be honest. Like they're not like their summoning is based off two characters, while Sinesh is based off. Their whole army. See, that's like that's not the problem with Slanesh. The whole problem with Slanesh is, oh, you now attack last. Oh, I get to pile in. Oh, now I get yeah. to pile in again. It, and it, then it's like, oh, then you get not, to pile it's in. Not, it's not just the double pile in. Like their 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 battle line demonets are just ridiculous. Like yeah. you run them in blocks of thirty or whatever with the battalion that makes them do mortals on the wound of six, and you just anything they touch just fucking gets incinerated. 
Like yeah. you and and they're on twenty five, so you they're attacking from two ranks. Like the only you have to pull them apart if you even want to touch a block of that, and then you'll kill it and it'll come back next turn anyway. Do, do and you'll you know probably be attacking demonets? last with everything. So fucking who, who cares? Like Ign- ignores rend beats demonets. <laughs> I had a unit of Ishlayan guard just shielding against demonets, and like one took three wounds, and that was it. Was so like, okay. I might pause on that point because yeah, I would like to talk yeah, about right. who are the strong armies and who who like who won and who lost. Um, so I we think... know Slanish. Well, we'll get to that question in a sec. Any other any other FAQ stuff you want to call out? I've got a few things I just want to call out. Um, besides that, the fact that a few of the armies that I'm not surprised that didn't get touched was like Sylvaneth, Deepkin, um, Iron Jaws, Beast of Chaos, and stuff. All of them didn't get touched, which doesn't surprise me. Um, I'm pretty happy, but I'm more disappointed in the fact that Dorsa Kane did not get touched. That's my big thing. Like, yeah, they got that army. And it should have been. They they should have actually been hit. All right, we'll pause yeah. pause on that because I'd like to talk, like I said, about some of the who you know who will we see more of in the new in the new edition. Um, a couple of quick thoughts. So Craig Anderson was meant to be on this show today, but unfortunately, right as we started, his technology was failing him. But he made a really good point in the chat, and he had said. Um, around the Warhammer World slash the anniversary slash store opening models. And uh, a bit of a storm has happened around those models now being illegal. Um, probably the one that impacts most people is that uh, Night Haunt hero with the mortality the glass. Mort- yeah, the mortality, mortality glass. Yep. Um, where, where technically that is now deemed illegal because it doesn't have points in the general's handbook. So uh, we're allowed to have Bretonia, we're allowed to have the Tomb Kings, <laughs> but we're not allowed to have mortality glass they, hero from that. They have points in the GHB. It's like, uh, it's like Vanguard Wing. Vanguard Wing got like killed. All those old Stormcast battalions got killed. They're now illegal, and they used to have points. Yeah, still Bretonians had points when they were. Not like, on, they not on a pretty like. I, think, I guess. I guess I the think, challenge I think... is. I guess the challenge is for some people that those models were only released in the last six to twelve months. Some stores are still selling them as they open up, or they're selling them, celebrating their anniversary. Uh, and these models uh, are, are things that people want to play with. Uh, they're the new toys. Yeah, that, you, so... you can use it just as a normal guardian of souls. I'm cool with that. It's an alternate sculpt. It's it's Ben. It's, I don't think you understand that the no, no, war scroll for the mortality glass is so good. I know. I have one. It's amazing. I've read the war scroll, but the problem is that it's not on war. It's not on uh, uh, the the app. That's a two second fix. That's it's, a two I, second. Yeah, yeah. Literally, so literally, the they app. could get that same intern that stuffed up the Sylvanev book release to do it because clearly he can leak stuff. So but clearly like, he can put stuff on like the they Instagram. got rid of the they got rid of the gaunt summoner with the uh, familiars. Yeah, yeah. Look, that, that's so, another point as well. The gaunt summoner with familiars not there, um, but that was certainly that that definitely ruffled some feathers. That, um, yeah. that model got removed off the shelf. Yeah. Whether, whether you like it or not, I'm just calling out that that was a change that's happened in the FAQ uh, and how people respond to that is up to them. Um, my, my own takes, uh, I play free people, no impacts, play gits. Um, Gloom Spite actually came up really positive, um, no real impacts at all. Um, I play a, lot of, a bit of Zench, some, a whole bunch of like um, change host, fifth edition change host, fifth edition, um, all demons. Um, they they gotten stronger. Um, and then I've got my my death, my legion, which um, as Matt Tyrrell, you clearly know as well. Um, we've been a little bit restricted on command points now, so we need to find new ways of of of, of bringing things back or or being a bit more selective with our resource. Death march. 
Yeah, death march is one way. Um, so what are some of the ch the changes or what are some of the biggest cha uh, impacts that you've seen from the between GHB so far? So moving from 18 to 19, what are some of those big changes you've found so far? Scenery. scenery. What do you mean by scenery? As, as in mystical scenery rules. So the, the two tables to oh. roll, roll four before a game. So just um, for clarity for people, um, you know, in the for the last two to three years, we've had a one scenery table, arcane, mystical, deadly, sinister, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We now have a second table. Uh, now they, had, they had changed the rules um, previously. Um, so last GHB with that first table, they had changed um, the actual... They were the same names, but the rules had changed quite significantly with a few of them. Um, and then now with the the new table, it's um, look. I, I quite enjoy it to be honest. I've played two games with it now, um, and uh, look, it, it, people are saying it's just adding more time to a game. But literally, all we've been doing is rolling a a, a, a dice and one, two, three. It's the first table, four, five, six. It's the other table, then roll another dice. So it takes two seconds. Like it literally takes no time at all. Because one of the things that the internet kind of started freaking out about is, um, so one of those pieces of, uh, one of those um, scenery pieces is called commanding and it allows you, if your general's next to the the, the terrain piece, so one inch uh, from the terrain, they yeah. generate a command point. And people are, are freaking out thinking, oh my gosh, I can't buy, I can only buy one command point. It's a very restrictive market now. The world's broken now that I can get it for free. What we, and what we've <laughs> no. got to realise is, um, like as, as we said earlier, there, there's only meant to be, for example, 10 pieces of scenery on a board. And when you've got 12 rules, you're only, there's not even, there might even be, there's a one in, there's two out of 12 chance, um, that you're not even going to get that scenery rule. That, so yeah. on average, you might get one on the board and, and even still, it means that you've got to have your general next to it. So it could be in the back corner and, and your general might be. Say, for example, yeah. my old uh, Legion of Blood list was Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon with Theral Amulet. You don't want him sitting in the back corner all game getting an extra command point because it's just a waste yeah. of time. You don't want your so, more Crusher doing that either. Like, exactly. So, look, I honestly think it's um, it's definitely not game-changing um, and I don't think it's going to break the game at all. Um, and a lot of people are saying, let's just... Um, Let's just scrap mystical rules altogether, but I think that that actually takes away from the game. Like, yeah. um, I, I like to be able to choose whether or not I try and get arcane if I if I win the roll off for sides, or um, and, and if you're playing for that, well, you know, and and, the, and that comes into it too. Like arcane terrain, that might be in a back corner, um, and you might pick that side because you need the arcane terrain, but it means your models are are not positioned on the board perfectly for what you need for that scenario if you know what i mean so i i just think it adds a lot to the game and, and if you're not actually a lot of people say oh look i ignore the rules during a game well if you if you're ignoring mystical scenery rules during a game you're not playing the game correctly yeah um and you're missing out on so much i think they have a they have a massive impact on like like which if you have the choice to decide which side you you choose. You get to choose if you get the roll. That's right. Those those deadly terrain. You you run you you run or you charge onto it. The amount of times I've done that and gone, oh deadly, oh roll a one, oh yeah. my guy's dead, sick. Like, like oh. I think the commanding like in in relation to the commanding one. The commanding one's like it's perfectly fine. Now you can buy. Now you can only buy one. It's like 
each that there's my opportunity to get a few more and for like yeah. command uh, command point starved armies yeah it makes like, you think about your drops like how many drops you oh, i want to drop first so i get to choose the side with the or whatever like I, I know you don't get to choose that it's a roll-off so but like still i, I think I, th I love the new ones they're really cool and um, another big thing with the command points is now you actually have to pay for them um so my legion of blood list used to be 1900 list so i'd get two free command points and i'd be 100 points under re-roll so all armor saves <laughs> I, well you had to you still had to roll for that but yeah but if um, you got that man you, with ethereal amulet you're like oh, uh, yeah, yeah I, I actually liked the uh re-roll failed hits and i'd put it on my um unit of nine spirit hosts so that, that, that was yeah. also a good one um, cool, and yeah. so that's another thing that's changed we've now now it's a d6 table not a d3 for triumphs yeah um, that's really cool and uh, the the extra three triumphs are pretty shit but yeah, really, I got one the other day, so um, I played a game against Jesse yesterday, and I rolled up the re-roll, re-roll a failed run or charge, <laughs> but when you read the rule, you have to declare it before you run, run or charge, so, oh. and it's once per game, it's so useless, it's like, uh, it, it, like, it's you know, it's, it's just shit. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad. Like, if you nah, that's make, terrible. If you have to make, <laughs> but you don't need a hero nearby to make that reroll charge. No, but, but you, yeah, so I know, but... If you've got a nine-inch charge and you want to guarantee that charge and you've got no hero nearby, you you know it's like, bam. Yeah, look, but it, that's not a, it's still not a guarantee. And, and the fact of the matter is, to reroll failed hits in a, in a combat phase is so much better. To reroll failed saves, to reroll failed wounds... They're so much better than um, yeah. I, I I just think the new ones that I like that one was just I honestly honestly think it's terrible. <laughs> so so getting a command point is is fantastic. Getting another command point is fantastic. If you're all yep. six, so that's one that's really good. I, yep. I I honestly think the charges and the run the run is probably a bit awful, but the the charge one I think is gonna like help a lot of people when they're like heroes are all dead. But the thing is, you don't know if you're going to... Yeah, oh, yeah no, but you should be able to look at the battlefield and be like, I'm going to have to make a nine-inch charge. That's going to require but, a re-roll. But then if you roll that charge and you, you successfully get that charge, you've just wasted that triumph. Yeah, so you've wasted it and you've wasted your, like, crap. I don't think I understand, Ben. A, a triumph is something that you love to know that it's there to use. And, like, yeah. if you fail the charge, you want to use it then. But you can't be like, I'm going to declare this to use my triumph, and then you already succeeded. You just wasted that one triumph, and then like later on the game, you would have been like, "Well, that's probably when I needed my." I'm just saying it's not as like crap as what you think it is. No, and, and, and I actually, I actually agree with Ben. If um, first off, most people forget about the triumph to begin with. Um, very rarely, like half the time, I when I'm when I'm talking to my opponent about their list and they're under, um, a lot of them don't remember, and I have to remind them that hey, you get a triumph. That but as that, 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 that's like scenery rules too. People people forget those. Absolutely, so and Craig Craig's pointed out that essentially, if you get that free, that that reroll charge move, that's essentially a free command point. Um, yes, you might you know you, you might not need it when you declare it, but like if I can guarantee an important charge or a run, awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm on Matt's side on this. Like, it sounds the fact that you have to declare it sounds like a pain. But I, you I should will... be a good enough general to realize that this, like, this is an uncertain role. 
and I have no other option to, uh, to get that reroll. So if I, you want to, okay. So if you want to guarantee that reroll, put a hero nearby. There you uh, go. Problem I, solved. I just think it, I think for it being a triumph, uh, like I think it should maybe just say you can reroll a failed charge and you don't have to declare it if you know what I mean. Like I yeah. think I think that's I, where it would have been better because a triumph. Like, I know triumphs don't always get played, but I think a triumph can be very powerful if played right. Um, yeah. And I think it, they... I just think it should be, if it's a failed charge, then you can use it. Um, kind of like when you when you fail a charge, you can use a command point yeah. to... Uh, so, 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 Matt, I agree. I, I totally agree with you. I, like, if tournament players want to change it to that, I'm totally fine, and I'd be happy if it changed to that. But yeah. currently, as it stands, I think it's okay. And, what, and what's the other? What was the other one? Re so we've run. talked about. No, the reroll run is, arm, is the charge one. It's the it same armor, one. Was it armor save? No, well that's an old armor one. Armor save. Oh, that's old one. One. Oh, I see old one. Hang yeah. on, I've got the book. There's reroll charge. There's extra command point, and then there's like there's reroll wounds. Um, uh, reroll all armor saves. Are you talking about all the triumphs? No, the, the, the three new ones. Oh, the three new ones. Oh, sure. goes hits, wounds, saves. I was don't doubt, man. I'm so sorry. It's um, battle oh, shock. shooting. No, shooting. No, no, what is it? Battle shock. The, uh, the last triumph is battle shock immunity. And so, how was how's it worded? It just says once per battle before you take a battle shock test for a friendly unit, you can say it's unbowed. If that's, you do so, you do not have to take a battle see, shock test. That's see, not even that. that even that's good. better. That that's better than the charge one because you you know that you're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I agree. Like, if you, yeah. people want to change the run one, that it it should be that. But yeah. Yeah. If they don't change it, it's still okay. But yeah, just no, really I, quick, I just want to go back to uh, to the terrain rules because um, yeah. there's, there's ones that some people have picked up on, some people that may not have picked on, up on this yet. That I think, in my opinion, the best new piece of terrain or the the scenery table is going to be nullify, which comes up as number six on the uh, the scenery table B. And the reason I say that is because if an endless spell ends within one inch of that terrain piece, uh, it is immediately unbound. Uh, the the benefits to that, and for Stormcast players, I'm looking at you uh, in particular, is, uh, and, and, and if you're playing a Stormcast player, you need to watch out for this, is what they can do is they can drop their Everblaze Comet you, uh, even if your hero is next to that um, that nullify terrain piece, because the ruling is is that you first uh, go through the effects of the terrain, uh, the the endless spell, then it's nullified. So they'll get to do their uh, little radius mortal wound effect from the comet. It's essentially unbound. So then next turn they can keep doing that. So they're going to keep getting maximum benefit from the Everblaze Comet, where where previously you'd have to unbind that, or the next turn the radius would kind of shrink from I think it's ten to five. That's so really cool, man. It's yeah. very cool. It's very dangerous, um, especially if you're, I, I don't know, the bottom of the turn and you've got a predatory spell. You throw it at someone. You end you end the end of the spell next to a nullify, so you know that the predatory spell doesn't come back at you if you um, if you take priority or you lose the priority roll. So yeah, but, yeah, I don't it, think it, it's that bad. It's, it's, if it's you build an list around that, you're gonna lose. Like, cause I mean, Everblaze is the one up. that I think yeah. is the, the it, most it, concerning. Ben, what you're gonna it's say? It's the same argument as the commanding one. It could just nullification could just be in the corner all the way over there. Yeah, and it's it's nothing to rely on. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. But I'm just calling out that that's uh, a cheeky little combo that might yeah. come up and surprise yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, it's got the other rule too. You didn't mention was the fact Please. that makes makes you a wizard and yeah, you can un, un, a wizard. unbind a spell or if you're already a wizard you unbind an extra spell 
So, um, especially good for destruction armies or, you know, that don't have wizards, um, like Beast Claw Raiders, for example. Um, dwarf you know, armies? Yeah, is dwarf, it just like, heroes or is it models or, or uh, units? Uh, heroes. heroes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool too that it can do that. Runax Gabe has said as well, um, the um, the Wildfire Taurus from the Beast of Chaos is another one that could run through an army and then end at Nullify. So oh, just keep you, keep in mind if you're near Nullify that that could happen. Yeah. Nice one, Gabe. That's sick. I'll and what's keep the other, um, the, the big scythe thing? Uh, what's that? The one that Pendulum. keeps going in a, Pendulum. Pendulum. Oh, yeah, keeps going in a straight line. So, you, don't, you know, it's not going to keep going off the edge of the board. It just, you can get it. Purple Sun. Purple Sun, boom, do it again. But yeah. cool, they, 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 there are some interesting stuff. Um, anyone else had some ex experiences with the terrain or we, we like the new scenery table? Yeah, um, yeah Entangling's pretty good too. I oh, love... fuck that shit. That's so bad. I had a whole table full of that and it was so bad. It's the like... new old deadly. It's like you just don't go anywhere near that piece of terrain. Yeah. Yeah. See, don't, I like, like, don't. I like every single new terrain piece that they've made especially like overgrown where it stops shooting yeah the blocking line of sight one that's great like if you get that on like, a big piece of terrain or a long piece or something that's sick like because unless shooting you fly, is shooting is going to come back yeah. in about next six months or so so expect cancon 2020 to be filled with shooting soon what do you mean coming um, back that, it's already everything's already shooting everything i swear uh the, not, when those things are, <laughs> not when you play death no <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, but pretty much, like, you'll see a lot, I think, shooting will come back, and that's probably the one piece of terrain that you definitely just want to be rolled up, because that will be a life-saving terrain piece. Unless it's um, wilderness. Oh, it's even better. You just got even, like, more, more just, yeah. just more. But, so, like, yeah. it, but it doesn't work if you can fly. Yeah, but, like, only, like, certain heroes and monsters fly, and Shot. that's only probably going to be, like, three... Fuck your sharks. That's, that's why you oh. take sharks. Just all my sharks. The, the, re the return oh, of the prosecutors coming back. Those winged yes. wing angels with their double hammers. They are going to be them and balloon boys. Watch out for them. Uh, those flying, wonderful, beautiful oh. things. <laughs> all right, steering the conversation out of this, this little rabbit hole we're getting into, and I might ask a question from the chat, which is from Joel McGrath, the measured overlord himself. And he said, now that the FAQ has dropped, uh, what do you think the top five factions are going to be and why? So um, I'll go last. Cool. So give, give us some, like, what do you think that those top five are going to be uh, based on the current meta today? Feck and Skaven. Slanesh. Slanesh. <laughs> yeah, Feck, Skaven, Slanesh. Slanesh. Yeah. Yep, all yep. up the top there. Um, I really um, hope Iron Jaws will come up the board a little bit. Yeah, I reckon they'll jump up, but I don't think top five. They're, I don't know. No, they're not. I, I just want them to come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ben, what, ben, 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 what was that? Fire Slayers will be up fire there. Yeah, Fire Slayers, yep. Um, um, I think Death will still be up there. Honestly. Yeah, Death as well. So let's I'd, go through I'd, it. What's, so that, what's our like, rationale? I'd what's... like that if KO could get up there as well, but I don't think they... they not on it. fours and fours and fours, mate. What about Zinch? Zinch? Mm. With their summoning, as I said, I'm going last. <laughs> not, 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 not top. I, don't, I think, I think I'll be strong. I don't, think, I don't know if they're going to be top five. Um, funnily enough, this week I'm going to be doing a, a, a Zinch show, and uh, there's there's little rumors going around the internet that the change host might be back. Uh, I think there's enough changes in the Zench meta, the points drops, that we might see change host come back and all that movement shenanigans. Um, Ooh, Liam, orders. what? 
Pardon, daughters. Daughters will be up there as well. Still. All right. All, so let's all let's... the ones that were up there will still be there. Yeah, I don't think it's really going to change. No. All right, we're we're going to do an aggregated instead of like all of us having a top five because we'll be here for ten years. So we've said Slanish, Feck, uh, I, uh, Fire Slayers, Skaven, Skaven, and Doc, Legions yeah. and Nagash. Well, I reckon six. daughters of Kano. I think Death might drop down. I think right. I think out of the top five with their points cuts. Uh, point. Okay. Liam, what? Liam, quick, agree or disagree, and then we're going to find out why. Uh, pretty much, I agree, but Death is up there. I won't be saying Fire Slayers will be up there. Sorry. Okay. In in the Australian meta, I don't think there's enough Fire Slayers I'm, to begin right. with. I don't. I don't think actually in anyone's meta because they're way too slow, and this is a movement game, not a let's try and durable the crap they out could, of it. They can move and- pretty quick now. In fairness, Andrew Wright won BrizCon, a 100-player event, with Fire Slayers. So I, I wouldn't say that they can't. I, that was a, I'm just going to say good on him, but I've looked at some Fire Slayer lists. I've played against Fire Slayers, lost to it, because then I realized what happened, what I did wrong. And then now I, when I look back at it, I know how to beat Fire Slayers. And they are way too hero-like. They survive... Like, if you can kill their heroes, that army crumbles. Hardcore. But like you can't, sometimes a good, if, good build, if, you will if, not be able to kill their heroes. If they're I good, reckon, you won't. I, yeah, I reckon like, you can't because they can be heroes. on like a two-up save at, like once. Per it doesn't round. stack anymore. You versus right, someone so like Andrew, he ain't losing his heroes, man. Yeah. No, there's no a couple one. ways you can you can <laughs> get it down to two up from like three different abilities, Lim. All right, so let's let's talk about those top five. I think we're going to ad- agree to disagree on some, but I think um, there is definitely a, a, at least a top three or top four we agree on. I'm just that saying, is- Fire Slayers are definitely not in it. All right, well we can debate. Um, <laughs> I I would argue that a Gloom Spite in a, are in a very good position in this oh. Oh, co- command on. point meta. <laughs> yes. The fact that I have that I, I I end games on approximately eight to ten command points in excess. The fact that I've got three additional command points, other uh, command abilities up my sleeve, um, there I, I, th- I think uh, Gloom Spite players are now getting into the swing of the army, and we're starting to see some good results. Um, so, like, we can agree to disagree, but I think we all think that uh, in in no particular order, Slanish, Flesh Eater Courts, Daughters of Cain, and Skaven will all be in that top five somewhere. Yep. Yeah. What about Sylvaneth? Do you reckon that? Well, that's a good question. Difficult? Question from the chat from Matt was, uh, where do we think the new trees are going to sit? So, actually, before Liam speaks, what do we think new tree trees? Do you think it's going to be well, enough got, of a change? I haven't seen the rules, so mm-hmm. I've got no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea either. I haven't seen the oh, rules. God, they've I, only I've, been on the I've internet heard. for like six months. They've been on the no, internet for three months, guys. No one cares, but <laughs> so I've rather just paid for the book a couple of times. Um, I like the changes to the the ways that the trees work. Like, there's no more of this bullshit. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna chuck my trees in your zone. Oh, yeah, on your objective, get out. You know, uh, if you move, I, I like, I get your objective. Just shenanigans like that. Like, it's really helped out that they can't just flood the board with trees. So, but that's just that's just me. And other than that, there's not too many changes. Like, um, the all the tree lords and Durthu when they stomp you, you fight last. Which is a pretty cool change. Um, like that, that might catch some people off guard. Um, it's good not being neg one to hit them. That's that's really nice because if you, normally if you can survive a Durthu or whatever, you, you're normally in good, a good place. So, um, but yeah. What's that? What's our resident gardening man think? Ah, uh, as I said on the Honest Wargamer show with the new book, 
give them to your everyday guy, mid tables, give them to a top tier player, they will be on top tables for a yeah. while. Time. So that. the average Joe is what three and two, two and three kind of three, space. Three and two, two and three. Um, your top tier player four and one, five and zero. Oh. And then Liam is five, yeah, five and zero, oh, six and zero. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, Liam, 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 Liam's definitely at the three and two because he'll Liam, probably be hungry. Liam wins CanCon twenty twenty. Oh, <laughs> I'm taking daughters, mate. You got to win six games if you want to win. And I agree with Joel, Joel Graham in the chat. I think Zench is going to. I think you're going to see a very strong, endless spell Zench uh, force coming out. Um, I was, I was really watch out for them. The thing. Change Change has the best thing for it, which is movement shenanigans. And to win this game, you need good movement. That's what Change Rose has. I just don't think they're as good as what they used to be. I, I reckon they are. Because better. now you have to wait. You used to be able to summon stuff like immediately after it was killed. Now you have to wait for it to be summoned. Uh, you get fate points, though. Yeah. And every, since this every game... spell cast on the board. Oh, yeah, no, show. like, the, the spell game is going to be big, but... Yeah, it's It's not going to be as bad as it used to be. You used to charge into the pinks, they'd explode into blues, and then you'd still be stuck in combat. Now you have to wait to summon the blues. That's fine. It's it's still annoying as hell. Like you cannot get through. Like it's just wave after wave, and yeah, you're it, taking mortal upon mortal. Like you, you can do it. Like yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. But I'm it's just nothing is as they, bad as no, 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 it's good. It's good. The, yeah. But they've also got the tools to handle the grizzle gores and the slanesh. You know, because yeah, they yeah. can stay out of combat. They can That's they right. can body block and keep those people um, tied up in situations they don't want to be in. While the pink horrors are shooting with magic. The lot of changes doing magic, the endless spells. So um, they just they just lack punch. Though, yeah. Apart from their spells, they just got. They're, they're they have regular. they have this great thing called enlightened, which yeah, finally got like, fixed. It, oh. If you it's don't so play good. with enlightened, but if like I played Joel, that was on the chat. I played against him the other night, Joel Graham, um, in the change host, and you know he did his pink horror thing where he pushed him right across in his first turn and summoned endless spells, but. During that game, it just felt like he had no punch apart from those spells. Like, yeah. everything, you know, he just, yeah. all he had was bodies. Like, at one stage, he had, like, 50 blue horror points, and he didn't even have, he had them all on the board as it was. He didn't have enough points to keep bringing more. He didn't have enough models, sorry, to keep bringing more on. Like, he could have had, like, 90 on the board at once if he had the models for yeah. it. So Yeah, yeah. like, like in, my, in my shelf, I've got at least 80 brimstone horrors, 80 blue horrors, and at least 40 pinks. Yeah. So if you can throw out those bodies and get those summoning and you've got some really strong, like they've got potential. I think uh, keep an eye out for the next six months. Um, one question I wanted to ask you guys is the lunchbox, bringy dingy, um, Uber driver, whatever endless spell you want to call him, the boatman himself. Um, we saw we saw the changes. You now can no longer run, uh, move with the boatman and then uh, move afterwards. Um what do we think of that? Were it's any of you guys using the Uber driver? Is it a good change, a bad change? I didn't use it. I, I, don't, like, I don't like stuff where... Because it... What was it? Nine inches it gives you? Twelve. Twelve. And then, you yeah, set up, uh, move twelve, you lose one model, and then after that you get to move again. Is that it, what it is now? Or? No, that's what it used to be. Oh, okay. Look, and I was thinking about taking something like that for Iron Jaws before it, the book came out because I had real trouble moving around the board. Like, I'd just lose games because I'd, I'd forget. I, I wouldn't move my last turn or I didn't run. 
my last turn, so I just automatically lose the game because I'm so slow. So, like, I was thinking about taking it, but it's now that it'd, I've got other things. It'd can... be great in KO. Yeah. Like, on a 40-block of Arconauts, you just teleport them up, and then you shoot with all the pistols and stuff. Yeah, I've been thinking the same with three people, like a block of, of crossbowmen oh. or handgunners. Deadly, deadly. Yeah. I. How many points is he? 60? Yeah. Could be a command point. I know, yeah, I, exactly. I, I know when I was talking to Deke as well, um, and I, Deke, Deke, the, you know, another Lord of Death, um, and I was saying to him, like, you know, imagine you, you know, imagine you're, you know, you're, you're going to take first turn, you put down a gravesite near an objective, you use the boatman to move um, your big block of 40 skeletons or Grimgas onto that objective, but also near a gravesite. Um, that could be a very resilient unit that you've got to shift away that yeah, I still think there's potential, but for, this for whole... For 60 sorry. points, for, for that example, though, for 60 points less, you just use a gravesite. If you know you're going first, you just walk up the board with your hero, bring that unit of skeletons out of that gravesite, and it's cost you 60 points less. Yep, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, only I, if you know you got first turn. That's so. right. Well, this is, this is the risk, right? Sometimes you don't know, but yeah. you can always... You've got the ability, and maybe... How does the rule work when you come out the other side? You have to be a, how far away from enemies? Just three inch or no, is it not? the nine? The nine? So, yeah. Okay. So that's where where, where we know where we know with the grave site you've got to be away from models, and if you can't be within that little ring, the the whole unit can't come up. Yeah. I yeah. I never raided the Uber driver. Like I never really. And like forbidden power, in my opinion, wasn't a like eye opening box to get in the makes sense cool models in it and stuff but it was never like something where i'm like oh i have to get it like malign sorcery which had like so many yeah spells. yeah malign sorcery was awesome yeah forbidden power was a bit like yeah. i know people were screaming about that nagash head being like nature bravery for flesh eaters but when you read that it's actually so bad because Mine's it's nature bravery there we go. Oh like, man, you're using those spells then. Fucking getting good. Yeah, use. but like for example, like the Nagash one was like Nature Bravery, right? And it was like that's so good for like the terror guy screaming stuff. But like if you're in that bubble as well, you're also at Nature Bravery, so it's affecting you as well. Like I know when I was looking writing Doors of Cane lists and stuff for Nature like Nick Bravery, um, I was looking at like the Jaws now, which is amazing. Like the old spells with their point drops and point increases, the draws now is a way better option because he moves 12, does D3 mortal wounds, and also neg one bravery, but it doesn't affect you as well. So, like, if you start looking at some of the, like, that box there was designed for movement, but now, like, most armies now have great movement. In my I'm opinion, just, I was just a bit sick of the death theme on the spells, honestly. I was just like, oh, come on, you, you yeah, give it more, more death, fuck it. Do you give us a bit more interesting, like, oh, some things? Give me in sharks, realm. give me sharks, and a, a wine. No, I'm okay. <laughs> to be honest, a tidal wave. Yeah, to be honest, I want with fucking Hawaiian ogres, man. <laughs> ben, it's all based off the narrative. I which know, was I know. That, like that Malayan portents thing. So, yeah. And all right. ben, lo- ben loves playing open play, so. Yeah, he loves love open play. He loves that narrative play effect where he follows the table, right, guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I roll for it every night. So we've spoken about the winners of the book, and we think, you know, we've got our top five. Who do you think came out as as losers? Um, who who are who are who are not as good as that what they were in the last camp of the season? Sorry, sorry, Anthony. Can we go back to one of the winners? 
Like, sure. That we didn't, like, I kind of didn't talk about. I think KO came out as a massive winner. Why is that? Nice. Mutant. Oh, is, really? that because, is that because you played them? No, 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 no. Because they got some massive points drops. But the thing with them is that they're going to keep all of the other powerful armies in check. They're going to stop Slanesh. They're going to kill their heroes. Problem solved. They're going to kill, like, they, they're going to deal with those, like, big, scary armies. So yeah. why haven't we seen them hit the table yet? Because they've been just too expensive and, like, they just haven't had the right, I don't know, equipment. They've so been is it, 100, I saw 120 Arcanauts a month ago. That was fun. So is this, is this the same as um, Zench in regards to, you know, they were quite strong in, like, GBH17. We had a bit of a lull. Uh, they're now kind of in this meta where, uh, one, they're required, but two, there's been enough changes in the in the system and the points that uh, it's opened a space for them. So with the new command abilities, that's just made them, like, fantastic with the, the shooting ability because they never used to get any... You'd have to ally in an Azir or, or be Zilfin to get that kind of ability. They never had anything like we that. Have, we haven't talked about that where you can spend a Kemar point to reroll hits of one in the attack phase or uh, shooting yeah, phase. Shooting phase, yeah. We have not. There are three new command yeah. abilities. Uh, you reroll once to hit so in good. combat, what reroll once to hit in shooting, and reroll ones in armor save. Yeah. So there's three new command abilities available to the, everybody. The amount of times I've failed to cast Mystic Shield and just gone, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll use the CP, reroll once. Like, yeah. it's all They're, good. They're perfect for dwarf armies. They've just—I feel like they've yeah. hit the nail. Every roll one hit is so good. Like because they—they yeah. they never used to have wizards to be able to get mystic shield. They never used to have that sort of reroll ones to hit kind of thing. The catch all, is that all wizard armies phase. would. It's only for that phase, so it's like, well, fuck. Like. That's, that's totally fine. That's when yeah. I need it to be used. So Ben, yeah. you think like, KO KO is going to come back ben, strong? They're not going to come. They're not going to be top, but they're going to cause some issues for those armies that we've mentioned at the top. Like, they're going to kill the, the Flesh Eater Quartz lists. So are, so are armies no. like Beast Claw Raiders, but yeah. we're not, probably like, not going to see them on top tables either. No, God, no. They, they were a big loser. But speaking, yeah, like, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of, of Beast Claw, and I'm sorry to say that, but I can see Matt in the chat has uh, agreed. Beast Claw Raiders, you're, you're lost. Uh, I'm going to say death. You probably lost a little bit here. Um, ogres, ogres lost out. Ogres lost. All right, let's no, let's talk. No, let's talk ogres about are killy as ever. Let's Still talk it. about some of the losers. Who 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 who's come out? Uh, not as good as they were, and why? Not as good as. They so were. I'll start. I'll start with with death. Death is not as strong because you can now only buy one command point. Um, uh, outside of like your battalion, so yeah, you know I traditionally agree. you would see death would have maybe two to three command points up their sleeves um, to bring back the grim gas reapers and things like that. With such a talent, with less with less command abilities or command points, they're going to have to manage that resource more effectively. So um, you you yeah. you may see less situations where grim gas are coming back uh, at full health. Or if they're doing it, it means they're not using Neferata or Arcan or Manfred or Nagash's command ability as well. I don't think we'll see as many Grimgars at all, to be honest. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think Skellies are coming back? Do you think Zombies I are going to take uh, over? So, so who's one out? Um, Blood Knights, now yeah, only that's... 200 points. Manfred, so, now only God 380 Manfred. points. Graveguard, they're so good for their yeah. points. They are Neferata really good. Went down. 
Neferata came down, but I think Manfred coming down like forty points is pretty good. That's pretty huge. He needed he needs he needed to be down to where he is. He's still he's still too easy to snipe, but he's pretty good. Um, but uh, I think the Grimgast Reapers going up in cost for Nighthaunt was pretty terrible because in Nighthaunt they aren't they're not broken. They were, I reckon they were perfectly costed. Yeah, I think they should Night- have just been. And I think I think that was the biggest disappointment I saw from Forbidden Power was that I thought this would have been a nice split and you know if you want to use Grimgast in Legions, cool, but it had to be under this particular Great. banner. Yeah. Um, it did probably it probably needed to be harder separated, but we're not talking about Forbidden Power. Um, so death, just, I, but the Graveguard, absolutely, like they are they've come out winners. Just yeah, quick, sure. just quickly about Grimgast and Nighthorn stuff, Nighthorn. Um, we've seen them do well with people like Ash, and they're very MSU. So that point increase, they've had point decreases and point increases from like one or two units. They've kind of balanced out for Nighthaunt in a way, and they are an MSU toolbox army, if that makes sense. So I don't really think it affected them too much. Like, if they still have the horde bonus and stuff, if they want to go in a large size, but Nighthaunt never had. Nighthaunt, I don't think the point increases hit them all that much, if that makes sense. I just yeah. I, like, what I meant was I just don't think it, they needed to be increased in points from the Night Haunt point of view. Yeah, I think they. Should, okay. they I think they were perfectly costed in Night Haunt. I really hundred percent. We didn't see a Grimgast problem until that Soul Wars box was allowed to be in Legions. When they were purely Night Haunt, no problem. I've yeah. played plenty of Night Haunt players with Grimgast with blocks of thirty Grimgasts. No problem. Yeah. It's when you then combine it with Legions as well as the benefits within Legions. That's when you start seeing the the not so nice play experience. There, there's yeah. so yeah. many so many better options in Grimgast and Nighthorn though. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so let's 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 move <laughs> away from Grimgast. I think yeah. we yeah. kind of like we buried that. Yep. Jet Jet saying that Bone Splitters got effing nothing, so I think Bone Splitters players are not happy. They're still um, as killy as ever. Kill yeah. they're deadly as ever. Yeah. Uh, to be Pam, honest though, just quickly with Bone Splitters, I don't see a lot of Bone Splitter armies. I don't, Not anymore, I don't, no. Like, I think, on, and this is my honest thing, the last time I saw them was Masters, first year of Masters with Matt Gammy. That was the last time I saw them. So Dave Dave Kerr took out Briz Hammer 1, I think, with Bone Splitters. Um, I saw Brian, uh, Brian um, I saw somebody win Best Destruction at Adepticon with Bone Splitters. Um, they're still around, but they're not yeah. as popular. But, I've, like, in the last in the last years this season, have you seen many? Well, it's, I, well, I just told you then, right then. Well, maybe it was Brisehammer 2. I remember yeah, Dave Kerr last, won it with... That was last season. Well, at least Adepticon, literally a couple of months ago. Okay. Best Destruction, I think top 15 or top 20. Um, I think it was... Oh, I can't remember his name from um, from Facehammer. Uh, Brian? No, Brian. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Point is, just but they're not as popular and they're not as prevalent. They're definitely not seeing all of that... Um, uh, cunning ruck shenanigans no. that we used to see in 2017. But again, with all of this stuff around Grimgast Reapers and uh, Nighthaunt, and, well, not Nighthaunt, um, bloody um, Slanish and uh, all the, the the shenanigans, maybe we need to see Bone Splitters come back and keep some of those in check with the the shooting. Stabbers. Yeah, the Stabbers as well, you know, great monster hunters that they are. Yeah, it's definitely something about, like, I don't know, just... <laughs> just Jet's comments. Um, but I think one army that 
I didn't really think got a lot. Um, like Sylvaneff got not really much, but they got a new book coming out. But I'm just trying to think of another army. I mean, uh, maybe maybe Bet or Ham. Maybe what? What do you guys? Th- who do you think lost out a little bit? Ironweld. Oh, who lost out? Um, That's not the, an army. Well, I, well, I, I, well I'll, I'll I'll call out there the volley gun from the Ironweld Arsenal lost out. I don't know who got messed up by a volley gun, but for it to go from one twenty to one sixty <laughs> is stupid. Just take more cannons. But but how how is a ballista one ten? A volley gun used to be one twenty, now one sixty. And the volley gun I haven't touched since seventh edition or eighth. Yeah, like, I, don't, I think they're just trying to get rid of it. Honestly, yeah. they're just pointing it up to get rid of it. Like I think it was a meeting engagement where it went wrong. But um, Cam, I mean, if you want to take a volley gun and what meeting engagement? Go for it. <laughs> it is great. Like yeah. it's good. Any other losers? Uh, yeah, not that I, not that I'm aware of. Like a, a lot of people stayed the same. Like uh, like a few things went down for like wanderers and stuff. But like I versed them, they feel pretty much same same. Like I versed them before the book and after the book. Um, I it was Matt Gammy's wanderers. I versed after the book. Um, so, uh, oh. but th- th- they didn't. Yeah, they. That, it, what about they, Stormcast? What about Stormcast? Do we think they won? Did they lose? Or are they, they, lost, they, are they, yeah, are they in they, the middle? They stayed the same, I reckon. Like uh, I've heard uh, differently from other reckon? Stormcast players. They got hit kind of hard. Where? I think the ones that, where the ones where that do they get touched? They, they had to go up in points. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Like, so this, all the sequiturs went up. The ballistas went up. Yeah, uh, all the went up. Up. yeah all, all the stuff that, that was should have gone up and went up and like i'm not surprised that all the people are complaining about that because like they were going up anyway like just... i just yeah i think i think i've versed a lot of stormcast and like the matches have still been so close like it's just that now that i have more tools at my disposal i can i can do things you know that i couldn't do in the last edition so it's just it's so much better you know anyway Good point from the chat is uh, a couple of armies got hit from a, like a mixed order, mixed order. Uh, yeah, mixed order. So three people, I play with my free free guild general on Griffin. He went up a car, twenty or forty points, and the reason he went up not is because free guild is smashing the meta, but it was a very easy uh, candidate for the sort of judgment. He would fly in and wreck face with his three up save. Um, I think it's Thunderers from Dispossessed. There's a Dispossessed unit or two Warrior. that would be what? Yeah, they were being brought into unit uh, to, to armies doing really well. Um, Phoenix, Frost Phoenix. They went up. Frost Heart Phoenix. Frost, yeah. yeah. Griffin, Griffin, though, something Griffin. interesting though. The Frost Heart Phoenix has now also got points for being unmounted. Yeah, and, and so is the Hurricane and the Luminarch as no. well. So they're, they're... Those, those mixed order pieces now have cheaper options, but they don't have like spell casting or anything like that. They're just very much like a buff. Behemoth, if that makes sense. But those Griffin Lords needed to go up, but like yeah. they were so killy for their points. Like even now, like I'm pa- like the guy who I'm painting free guild for at the moment, he just bought all his stuff because the new book came out and I'm painting two griffs for him for his two K list. Like it, even in Free Guild they're amazing. Yeah, they're armor okay. of, armor they're of okay. Meteoric Iron. They're, they're, okay. they're, they're okay. They don't hit very well. They're cool looking, but two griffs, man. Yeah, griffs, pretty cool. bro. Yeah, and I, and I have two griffins. It's because <laughs> one griffin's not enough. Yeah, that's right, man. One griffin's not griffins enough. How many griffins do you need? Maybe three? Well, actually, I have I have written a list with three or yeah. two with the wizard griffin. Um, but they just don't do enough singularly. Yeah, um, yeah. 
And it's not because like, oh, they're so great. I need multiple. No, it's because one gets picked off really easily. And it sometimes hits like with a pillow. Um, without yeah, the sort of judgment. Whiff, yeah, yeah. Whiff's hard. Whiff's whiff uh, hard, man. <laughs> not with this it. new command point, reroll once. Like, you'll just be like, I'll reroll all once with my CP on it now and fucking slam face with it. Anyway. I noticed Beast Claw came down a fair bit in points too. Because I'd, I'd written a list um, for Sydney GT. I was actually... I've been throwing up taking Beast Claw at 2.5k because I think they can be quite competitive at that at that point cost. Two and a half K, man, you'll be fucking snowballing people off the table left, right, and center. Well, well, my list only had two snowballs in it. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty generous of um, you, man. But lots of grots and, uh, and oh. yeah, and lots of yetis. Yeah, yetis. I was going to say yetis, man. Fucking there. That, that, I remember this list. Yeti, yeah, yetis are the anti-feck. You just leave them six, run them up the board six inches away from feck, and just pile in when it's when you want them to attack. Like four attacks, rend one, two damage. They're fucking brutal, yeah. man. So oh, I had the Yeti meta, Yeti meta. Watch yeah, out for the snowballs. Right, so th that was a list I had written. Um, it's still a possibility, uh, but I'm, I think I've got a good death list now. But um, yeah, so I think Beast Claw Raiders actually won out a little bit from the um, from the the points costs points yeah. drop. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Beast Claw Raiders and probably ask some people like Haywo Twitch, who uh, is a big advocate of the Beast Claw Raiders, is that while they have had a points decrease, um, some of those fundamental things that wins the game, such as bodies, they still lack. Um, and there's some struggles in that army. But um, they've now got some very good mercenary company options now, though, for bodies. Abs absolutely. Absolutely. Um, nice, nice block of thirty skeletons with a necromancer. Take, take um, eighty marauders. Bunch of marauders. Yep. Speaking of that, has anyone tried the mercenary rules? Have they thought about using it? What do we like? Um, or is it something that you don't think is worth sacrificing that command point for turn one? Well, I don't think it should be in match play. Why? Why? Why uh, do you say that? Well, I think if you go into a tournament, you you like. I don't know, it's just something we've always played, but it's you go as a Grand Alliance, like as a... So if you're going as, say, Death, a Death Army, and you've got a unit of cannons from, you know, coming along with you, I, I don't know. I think it'd be cool, but I just... I, I don't see it in a competitive world. So let me play devil's advocate here, and that is Warhammer Fantasy Battle had the Dogs of War Army, and you could ally in any of the Dogs of War Army into any force. Um... That was in the tournament scene for years and years. Um, oh, don't get me wrong. I'd love to take cannons with my death army. I think it'd be perfect. It'd be really, actually, really good, really good list. But like, a bunch of stormcast ballistas or something. But like, <laughs> uh, no, no, the actual um, the cannons from yeah, uh, the yeah, Iowa, like Iowa. the gyrocopters and things. But see, the problem, cannon, yeah. the problem with that though, it's you don't, you can't actually fit that many. To get it's only one unit. To you get, only the, get one unit. To get the ability, you need like a bunch of stuff in there. And to make them reliable, you, you can fit one cannon in, basically. But that's so, all you need. That's you, like, especially <laughs> in, a de in a death army. Like yeah. for example, like I, I, melee combat does not worry me from a death point of view. Yeah. It's the shooting that I, sometimes you need to shoot an enemy hero that you can't get to with your death army. Yeah. Yep. I, I played Deke many times back in the day when he used to run two Screaming Skull Catapults, and it does make a huge difference with that little bit of shooting because most of deaths is, is, outside of magic, is 10 inches or less. But the problem now is do you want to sacrifice that first command point? 
So this is this is the so I guess the question I've got for the panel here is is the issue that we don't like the mercenary rules altogether? Is it the aesthetics of having an iron wheeled unit in a um in a death like I say death army? Is it like like what's what's our issue or so I is it, no just, is it just weird because we haven't had it for three years? I I have no issue. I love the mercenary companies. I think they're like awesome, and I for that for the reason that you can do some really sweet conversions. Yeah, like, that's that's the you, only reason for, I'd take. It. Like for your death army, you could do up some vampire coast like cannons with like zombie pirate, like yeah. put some barnacles on that stuff, like. Oh, yeah. uh, I wouldn't I mind some, I've that. had some ideas for some like uh, scourge privateers with an with an Ironweld arsenal um, merc in it, like convert up the Reaper bolt throwers into cannons and so have ben, an eagle as a gyro bomber. Like you can do some really cool yeah. like ally, like conversions. So Ben, I'm hearing from you that uh, if I just paraphrase you for a second, I'm hearing that the mercenary rules is unlocking a level of creativity or you know a new way to explore your army. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a different way of kit bashing or, you know, making something that fair to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love those man-eater models and, like, I want to get some now and paint them up. Like, I love to get some blood knights as well. Austin, I was looking at them last night. (laughs) They're so good, all of them. By the way, it's just like the allies, just quickly, it's just like the allies thing. When allies came in, you started seeing some really cool conversions and kit bashes so people, so the allies can match that army. Yeah. Does that make sense? There's still so, some really stupid ones in there, like the Marauder one. Like they should have at least put in. You have to take at least one of the Dark Oath leaders to stop people from taking eighty Marauders or something. I think the one that I'm most concerned about is the Flesh Eater Quartz one because most of them are keeping you in check. You've got to take, you know, for example, one Necromancer plus at least one unit of skeletons. But for something like the Flesh Eater Quartz one, the, there is no restriction outside of not being able to take a Terror Geist or a, uh, a Zombie Dragon. Cool. But I can bring an Arch Regent in um, and summon a block of, um, of what horrors or flayers, right, or ghouls, or whatever it can, whatever it can summon. I think that's where my issue is with them. But, um, that, that but is, that's not an issue because the only way you can summon is through a command point. And yeah. You lose command points. Yeah. So if anything, yeah, but if, if I I'm, take... But if I keep fifty points up my sleeve to summon a free unit, yeah. But do you yeah. want to, like you've got you a really, whole allegiance? Do you want to waste that command point on something like that? Let's let's put this in for like let's say yeah. um, well, let's say this out. Let's say this for Stormcast, right? Stormcast, for example, with the most common thing we see is anvils. Yeah, anvils of healing hammer, whatever they're freaking called. Yeah, they use their command points to either teleport through a Lord Aquila, then shoot the crap out of you. That's two command points, right? Do you really think they want to spend one of those command points to summon twenty ghouls? But what about Magro's list? He's he was saying before he finishes a game with eight to ten command points up his sleeve. By the way, I'm playing devil's advocate here, and I think I, 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 I'm I'm using this to explore the the um the and feature. Then if, you got, if you got armies like um, Ideneth, for example, once you've once you've used if if you take um, Volturnus or whatever, you can only really use his those command points if you want to save them for that thing. Um, so sometimes you kind of have a lot, you have those spare points left in an Ideneth army. Not really. Well, you're kind of saving okay, them up for Volturnus. Well, big well thing then maybe, then... say, Beast Claw Raiders, then, for example. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of armies that don't really use command points. So if you, you know, if you do uh, took that Arch Regent, whatever, and you had a spare point, get 20, 20 ghouls on a board edge and take an objective. He is 240 points now. 
which is quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, casting spells as well. It's casting spells. He also gives you access to their endless spells, which is like another thing. So, like, another thing about these, like, um, allies and stuff is they give you access to spells that you don't but all need. the all the endless spells for flesh eaters only work on flesh eaters like i guess yeah like, yeah, as in like, but like the arch regent right can put in the stampede right which yeah. is a huge freaking spell that can like do some serious damage yeah but um, then the person can if they if, if the opponent gets control of it they can then move it all over your stuff and that's, that's, them. you, that's, could, that's you could ally in the uh, the fire slayers and get their little palisade version up didn't we just talk about nullify? If nullify is on the table, you just place it where yeah. nullify is. Yeah, it's it, not like I don't think it's as bad as the world isn't. The world isn't falling. Like, but like no. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this right now. If mercs are in the tournaments or whatever, if they're not banned or whatever, which I'm not, I'm not expecting them to. Um, it would like I'm not expecting to see an army with mercs in it being in the top tables. Yeah, there's a challenge I'll- for someone. I would love sure, to see surprise that. Me. <laughs> surprise me, but I don't think they're like it's a top table threat. I'd so definitely the, take shooting with my death army. So there is actually a really cool thing you could do with the Marauder um, Merc, Merc Company with luncheon. Mm-hmm. Um, because now you can only you have to set them up nine inches away and they can't move. Their mercenary company rule is once they're set up, they get to move D6 inches. So mm-hmm. you basically luncheon them in. Then you summon them, they're set up, so now they get to move D6 inches, and there's a big block of 40 marauders in your, like, lines. Okay. I mean, it's an it's expensive trick, but it's a good trick. And they're um, just marauders. But, see, you could take that in a, like, a chaos army. You just ally them into a chaos army. But, yeah. like, why are you allying them when they are chaos? Yeah. If you give them a mark. For that, no, but, rule. For that, for that rule. For that, that rule. rule. That what? additional so, move rule. So hang on. So are you telling me if you let's let's just put this out here. A Sinesh army has put in Marauders and decided not to give them a mark of Sinesh. But well, as so, so, Sinesh, 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 you can't mark. Oh, I'm sorry. Like there's there's look. Long story short, let's let's go back to the point. I'm just saying it's there. It's a possibility. I just don't think it works in chaos. <laughs> there, there. Let's not get to, into the little semantics of everything because this again, we're going to be here forever. Yeah, that's right. Po- the point is, there is opportunity in Mercs. Some of us don't like it. Some of us do like it. Some of us believe that uh, it probably won't be top table. Some of us like the conversion opportunity. There's mixed feelings. Ultimately, we're okay with it to a, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I said, it's a not top table threat. Well, someone might prove us wrong, but right now, as it stands, they'll so get a bottle. Of, they'll get a bottle of spice rum from me if they prove me wrong. So uh, you, as wait. A t- you as a TO, Magro, is it yes. something that you'd put into a tournament or allow? I mean, um, so I'm not going to speak on behalf of other tournament organisers. I, no, no, I know, I know, I know, I know what they they're thinking. Um, so I have the luxury of Sydney GT is three months away from t- today, almost. So I get to I get to kind of watch the meta. Um, right now, I don't think there's enough in it to make me concerned. Um, if I was going to try to get balance, and this game's not balanced, let's be real, it's not balanced. It's not chess. Um, if I wanted to get a balanced game, I'd have to nerf other things. I'd have to nerf Hagnar. I'd have to nerf Grizzlegore. Um, I don't think there's enough, and to be honest, some of the mercenary companies are quite restrictive, and some of them you can't field in 2K. 
Um, yeah. Some of them are just too, too big, too bloated. Um, I will hit them with the painting stick if they're not um, uh, consistent with the army. So obviously in the painting matrix we have, you know, it has to be based the same. It has to, you know, have a theme. So if someone's going to go in and do this Marauder spam that people are talking about and it's going to look good, yeah, awesome. If they're borrowing their mate's chaos, they're going to get done in their painting scores. Um, that's how I see the balance playing out. Yeah. Um, so, so you're so you're saying you will you, like in your tournament pack you allow mercenaries. At this stage, I don't see enough reason to not allow them. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's enough reason. But then again, if I start seeing in the next month or two, people going to Warhammer Heats or Midwest Meltdown, and we start seeing, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know Deepkin, and they start, you know, bringing in some some garbage, and all of a sudden, not even a Deepkin, right? Like some army that we're not expecting to be crushing the meta or a strong Skaven army that's now even better through something else, that's when I think I get a little bit concerned. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think there's enough yet. Uh, same as, like, I wouldn't ban the scenery tables. Same as, to be honest, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready to let people play with their toys and if, and it's okay with our little um, night haunt hero from from GW the what's it called mortality glass guy yes fucking run Cetra or unnamed Cetra why not let this guy run he's not that's broken because, that's because his war scroll is readily available <sighs> that's the, as long as the as guy a, shows me what his rules are it. I don't care like fuck let him play with his toys Ham is going for best sports Liam's going for nothing. yeah yeah <laughs> Look, I think I think we're clutching at straws here. But um, I think another topic where we can talk about is like pretty much the new battle plans, which they've just reworked every single one. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on all of those? Any fa- clear favorites or anything that you guys? Oh, I know good. the books. I know the books are coming up like two weeks, but is there any that that you look at being like that looks stand out? Like I know actually, let, 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 let me ask you a really quick one because this is an easy win. Relocating orb. Do you like the new relocating orb versus the old one? I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I hated the old one. It's terrible. Yeah, it, it was it was the easy win. So, cool. so guys, we can move on the topic. That was a big question. Anyways, um... <laughs> no, no, no. But like, like that was the easy one, right? We all like the new relocating orb. Yeah. Some people got upset cool. with it. They didn't want it in tournaments. I think yeah. Let's not go back to old like because I can rage about the old one, but. Like, the old one was pretty much who can roll a better, like, 50-50 chance wherever your army is. This one here, it's a lot more balanced. Yeah. I think I think um, Duality of Death was a really good fix. The fact that Battleline can score. Yeah, so, yeah. Anthony, I have a, actually a question for you on that particular scenario. That's trick. That, that's so good, that one. How, sorry, how yeah. does that affect your Loon Shrine placement? Because um, it, splits, you... it splits your army in two, basically. Yeah. You have to put your Loon Shrine in your deployment zone, right? Uh-huh. In your you either have it in one No, it's my deployment zone. Yeah, which yeah. is, if you have a look at duality of death, it's like a 12 by 24 on one side, 24-inch gap, and then the 12 by 24 on the other side. Half yeah. your army's not getting access to that loon shrine. Yeah, and I think I think that's that's brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point of yeah, it. No, I want to ask yeah. him what he thinks of it. Like, how are you going to, like, play with that? Yeah. Practice. <laughs> Liam, it's asking me. Shut up, Liam. Yeah, shut up for once. Like, I don't have an issue with my ships in particular because yeah. I can put them wherever I want. But so, so yeah. luckily, luckily for me, and and, and I'll be honest, um, I do not really play with the Loon Shrine. 
Um, and the reason I say that is my current list that I've been running for the last month or two, I've been running two large blocks of 60 grots. And I've got one unit of 20, but usually the 20 is what I hand of Gork and teleport around the board with a unit of Fanatics, potentially. So the rest of my units, which are the two blocks of 60, for me to gain benefit from the Loon Shrine, I need to be wholly within 12. Yeah. And to have a unit of 60 wholly within 12, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. And because I've got two units yeah. of 60, uh, I, I almost never lose that unit. So there's never a real opportunity to bring them back on a four plus. Yeah. So for me, it's not that much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for, for everyone who has allegiance terrain, they've got to start thinking about splitting that force. And I think that's the trade-off. And it's curious to think how this allegiance terrain is going to work with um, the other terrain rules about, you know, wholly within X, certain ranges, and um, will that even stop you from having the terrain where you want it to be? I know, because I know it'll affect, like, corn uh, for sure, with their altar of skulls. Um Maybe not so much the Fire Slayers with their, um, dare I say, blowjob machine. <laughs> the, the pizza oven? Yep, the, the pizza machine. oven. It's a, it's a pizza <laughs> oven, Mom. It's a pizza oven. I, I, think, I think what I really like about something like Duality of Death is uh, those armies that have the, um, the Death Star approach, like I played Feud with his, um, his Fire Slayers, and it was very much a Death Star. Um, you know, a whole bunch of support characters being buffed around by a bunch of naked dwarves that just didn't die. He has to split that up. He either has to sacrifice his army and they're only on one of the, the, the parts of the board or his, his army's a lot weaker. So do, do we see them. these Death Stars becoming too many Death Stars? Or, or, you, just, or you just tunnel Night, them? Nighthaunt will suffer because they're a very hero-dependent like Death Star-type list. I don't think so, because you can put them in the underworld. And so yeah, but, you, oh, well, yeah. You just bring them up when you need to, when it's your turn. I mean, Daughters I'm, is another example. You might find that they that'll be split, a up, split up a little bit. They're fine. Um, Trust me, they're fine. I just, with all the new... I just like how they've... like Instead of like every other year, they've released six brand new ones and kept all the old ones. I think it's great now that they've just kept the original 18 and they've just changed... like Even yeah. just to changing deployment, like... Deployment zones changing has completely changed a lot of the, the the scenarios, battle plans, and I think I think they've I think they've done a good job. Like, um, I do like Total Commitment's new one. Yeah, I played it yesterday. It was. I, I've I've always been envious of 40k's deployment zones because there's some really interesting ways to deploy. Um, I've always been envious of their their multiple command points. They're costing two or three stratagems, so. I always thought that was a nice fix to Grimgasts, but um, no, but like if you want to bring back a unit of 30 Grimgasts, use three I, command points. We've had this discussion. We've had this discussion and I agree with you. That's why yeah. I like, that's why I'm laughing because I'm like, it's something that should have been happened. Like it sh I'm, uh, in my opinion, I'm surprised they haven't brought that on saying like things cost a certain amount of command points to use. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But then what about all the other summoning? Like, as we said before, Slanesh and... Seraphon, I know, like, you know, listening Seraphon. to Chris Welfare on Mortally Wounded, he was talking about, you know, bringing a bunch of, like, 60 skinks additionally to summon on um, his, in his Seraphon army. Um, and we know that, like, 60 bodies is a lot. Um, like, I, I think de death is already... I know the Grim... Forget about Grimgast for a second, but I think... <laughs> 
I think death is already restricted with summoning because you never death apart from fact don't worry about fact but legions in a gash book there's you can never be more than 2000 points or you can never be more than you start with whereas a lot of these other armies with summoning you can be a lot bigger during the game than what you actually started the game with legions in a gash you're only ever bringing back what's being killed and and once your general's dead that's that's completely gone so i don't think summoning with legions and gash is broken at all um i just i think it's very very situational like I, I just don't think it's as bad as what some of the other summoning is the one more the more fairer summoning system for sure it's yeah. I, I like i like how they've got rules to summon like you have to there's <laughs> got rules, rules to do it like yeah and you gotta be yeah you gotta be near a grave got restrictions like, yeah. and you can sh you can shut it down if you need to like if you can just put something on your grave sites and then you can't summon anything on them Back to back to Liam's question about scenarios. Any like, what have you guys played? Uh, how did you find it compared to the old version of it? Um, yep. Yeah, so I played Total Commitment yesterday. Um, so and it's now triangular sort of deployment, um, and you're nine inches away from uh, you're eighteen inches away from each other. So first turn charges are very possible, but um, it and it just changes things up by having the where the um, the actual objectives are so you've got one that's sort of deep in your deployment and then one that's on the far side that's you know it's kind of right near your opponent's deployment zone sort of thing um so that was quite good um i played star strike the other night and that was really good i like the new star strike with the new like it's broken up into like 12 six inch segments yeah that's awesome and it's really cool like it just it makes it a lot more because the old version, there was only three different spots, right? One, yeah. two, yeah. three, four, five, and six. You, yeah. you could set up for it. You could easily set yeah. up for that. You'd just be like, oh, it's going to land one, two, three in the middle. and But yeah, you, could, and it... you, you can still set up for this one because like, statistically it's going to land in the middle more likely than not, but you're still going to have those outliers. Ham, so... Liam, what have you guys played recently? Um, played a bit of Scorched Earth myself. Um, that's something different. So that's uh, you got four objectives in each of your territories now, and you play it like uh, Battle for the Past, so long ways or whatever. That's the um, scenario that has eight in total. That's right, eight objectives. Yes, yeah, so that's it's the really... first time we've ever seen eight objectives so, so on a traditional. Fun. So much fun. So like, yeah, I just I, I just found it really refreshing to have that much going on and playing. A different way too, and I've also played switching object, uh, shifting objectives, which is they've changed the way that that's played too, um, and just having more space on the table between objectives means you can't freely get to the the one it's switched to. So there's more chance that you'll just lose because <laughs> you haven't you're not standing on the the main objective. Like you know, um, uh, what else? Uh, and obviously duality is a big one. We uh, we've already talked about duality, but that. Changing that to units, I didn't. I played it in a tournament, and I didn't understand that it was units. And I and and in they keep it until they die. Like it's crazy. So, uh, but luckily my opponent told me that it was the units. And <laughs> anyway, I played the new focal points, and that's really cool. It's like it's no longer opposite. They kind of are opposite. They're more like perpendicular to each other rather than opposite. I think they stayed. I think focal points is one of the ones that stayed the same. It, yeah, it just kind of stayed the same. It just it just changed like yeah, where the layout's it like is. it's like center and then it's like, yeah, it's a bit different, but it's it's similar. It's a bit different, yeah. but I kind of like it. Like, cool. 
Yeah. I like the old one as well, but this one was also really cool. So overall, high level, new scenarios, good? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I did play Relocating Orb as well the other day, and it's so much easier to to try and set up. Like, do you feel like it's more balanced now? Uh, yeah, and it, it's just, it's not so random. I think yeah. in match, I don't. I think specifically in match play and tournaments, I think you don't want it too random. Like yeah. you want to be able to play to win, not just pl- play to accidentally win, sort of thing. <laughs> my, my opinion is, old relocation orb was pretty much if you're drinking with your mates, play that one because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. And if you are playing competitively, you just hope to go over the tier to not pick that. So, and, yeah. and it was, it wasn't. I played it probably two or three tournaments last year. I chose a Fasini GT. I loved it. I loved it because... Yeah, Yeah, but do we love you for it? (laughs) Don't come. Don't come to my event. I love you, Magro. (laughs) Um, uh, There was another one. They fixed better part of Valley, yeah? Where it's now turn two onwards? Yes. Cool. Yeah. All the negative negative play experience scenarios have been fixed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they've, they've, they've made some awesome changes. They've made, you know, things like, uh, is it Arcane Power, which used to be only, they've made that more accessible as well. Um, yeah, they got rid of the Wizards and the Artifacts of Power, which yeah. is, like, where... I know, I remember playing that scenario with KO, and it, it was just almost impossible to win that one. Like, you just knew you were losing that one from the very beginning. And Sylvaneth was always going to win that. Yeah, exactly. Well, Sylvaneth, according to you, wins everything. Yeah, totally. Probably the last change that we have, uh, and maybe I'm missing something, but the last big change we had, and we've alluded to it, is command points and yeah. I mean, the way we engagements. That's a whole different way of playing the game. Yes, uh, we're not uh, going to talk about meeting engagements next. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like meeting engagements, good way of playing one thousand points. Is there a different way of doing it? Yes. Is there ways of breaking it? Yes. Uh, is it a nice way to bring people in? Yes. I played is it, it for it, me. No. Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not against that. It's a fun I'm game. For me. It's not for me. You can you can easily fit two games on a six by four, which is awesome. We I... we we used to um do uh, like me, Adam, Jesse, um, and we'd try and get a fourth player, but we'd often play thousand point nights so we'd do say a friday night we'd have a few drinks get it get the boys around and we'd pick a thousand point armies and we had our own restrictions already like we'd have no unit bigger than 200 points um and 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 stuff like that which really made it more enjoyable so you had maybe blocks of 20 skeletons or instead of a unit of 40 and you'd have instead of a vampire lord on zombie dragon you were taking your your um just a vampire lord yeah, like a vampire lord on foot or, or just a necromancer. Like, it, it made the game so much more enjoyable. Like, and the games mm. went over straight away. And I, and I feel like these sort of rules are, are, are sort of very similar to kind of how we used to do that anyway. Um, yeah, like, 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 I think me, like, I'm finding I'm using units that I would, like, very rarely use in, like, a normal 2K. Like, I'm taking Lotan. In a yeah, exactly, new engagement yeah. army, like he's fantastic, and like, and everyone says he's dog shit, and he kind of is, but he's, he's great in meeting, great in small points. Like Matt, you, yeah. Matt, you made a really good point. It's the house ruling piece. It's it's don't go into these games being a dick. Yeah. Um. You know. Yes. You, yes, you can do it, but should you take a vampire lord on zombie dragon in a thousand point army? Probably not. 
probably not the best experience. Um, just don't do it. No, and I've hey, already seen that. I've seen that on the. Um, I think it was on the death page. Might have been today. Some dude talking about how he he just won a tournament like playing the these rules, and he had a vampire lord and zombie dragon. I'm like, yeah, I, I've, gonna... I've heard some like, people get pissed off about Grizzle Gore, or they had some like stupid rules. You're like, come on, of course this was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I took a turtle. I took the big Leviathan. That's not a game changer. That's not a game changer. Like, yeah, he did. He killed a bloodthirster. <laughs> yeah, then, my, then my opponent bought a, bought a bloodthirster and failed to kill it, and then the turtle killed it, and then it got blood boiled. But you know, but in like, fairness, all of this as well. Like in thousand point games, I've seen Nagash being run around with two units of doggos, yeah. so it can be done. But and this breaking breaking can happen anywhere. Not anymore, so. though. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. Nagash has gone up. We didn't talk about that, did we? Uh, but let's talk about command points. Back to my question. <laughs> Back to my question. How has the command point change uh, impacted you? So maybe, Mayor, you first, as someone who maybe relies on more command points than others, and then I'll ask the rest how the command point um, changed them. Yeah, so it definitely changed my list. Um, as I said earlier, I always played with um, starting the game with two command points. Um, my, my list heavily revolved around my Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon using his command ability for the reroll failed hits. So I'd either give that to my spirit host to put out a shitload of mortal wounds or put it on himself to be that, you know, that alpha strike that's going to destroy a unit. Um, also, I had my vampire lord on foot in my list, um, giving plus one attacks to all melee profiles to a unit. So put that on your, your big zombie dragon or put it on or even skeletons or something like that. And it was fantastic. So there's there's two points straight up. So a lot of time, that's what I would do. I'd put um, the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon. I'd buff him up to the hills, have the extra reroll failed hits, extra um, extra attack, and throw him across the board. And there's two of my points gone straight up. Um, yep. So that that's something that is really um, sort of messed with me a bit in this. So now I've completely changed my list. Um so now I'm I'm kind of going down the the death march death march uh, list now. Um, yeah. So I'm getting that because to me most of the um, most of the battalions in Legions of Gash book are terrible. Like they really they're very restrictive. Like you really have to take like I'm never going to take Nagash in an army. That I, I I agree. I um as a Legion of Night player, I will never take the night the night pack or the nightfall or whatever it is. Yeah, um, it's, it's just too restrictive, and it's just taking stuff that I don't want to take. Exactly, I, the, and I feel that way with all of them. And I used to kind of, I used to feel that way with the, um, with the Death March Battalion because I never used to like Graveguard, for example. Um, I just thought they were overcosted, and now that they've been brought back in points, I think um, it's quite viable, quite a viable list now to run Death March just to get that extra command point, extra artifact. Uh, less drops, so you're getting choose first turn. Um, so it has, yeah, it has affected my list completely. I've had to revamp it, but I think I've still got, I've rebuilt it, and I think I've got a fairly competitive list again. Um, and not, not having to worry about those command points as such. But um, yeah, it has has really changed my my list. But if you're talking like I do play Beast Claw Raiders as well, stuff like that, no difference because it's an army that I wasn't really using command points anyway. So, um, yeah. Fair enough. Ben, you are a very successful Deepkin player. 
maybe on behalf of both the shark people and the, the eel people. Um, speaking um, on behalf of your tribes. Um, and even KO, yeah. how, how did you find the, the reduction in, in command points? So the Deepkin one has ne- wasn't really an issue because I was always command point starved anyway. Um, and so it's, it remained exactly the same. I never used to have enough points to even buy a command point or have enough space left to have a command point. And is this your shark list or this? Yeah, so my old okay. old shark list was exactly 2K on the dot. And so I would have no room for battalions, no room for buying anything or triumphs or anything like that. Now it's come down like 70 points. So now I've got to like, it gives me opportunity to buy a command point and like frivolously spend it when I want to instead of making that hard decision. Um, it ha- hasn't really changed my deep army that much, command points, because I still play it saving up those three command points for the big turn. Um, it has changed my KO on me, though, considerably. Can, can, before we go to that one, just while we're on deep kin, so I've played Ken, Ken Van Ship a few times, and he's very much about the eel uh, coming from the sideboard. He's got the support character that can be there to re-roll charges. He flips the tide so they can, you know, get the strike first. I think it's in turn two as opposed to yeah. turn three. Yeah. He, do you think it would impact an eel list like that? Like, does he need to set up that turn one turn later? Um, or is this something that wouldn't impact? Because uh, eels, I guess, went up in points as well. So you're going to have less eels as well. Yeah, honestly, not really. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't impact that list at all i don't think uh it still hits hard as it ever does um what it what it does do because it like you don't need any of those command abilities really because you already get most of them you get the reroll ones to hit from like the kings and the ability like the tides abilities and stuff like that um like reroll ones to save usually you've killed whatever you need to kill you don't need doesn't need to like live anymore, um, so you don't need to defend against it. Um, honestly, it hasn't really changed that much. Okay, um, that's fair. That look like again, just speaking yeah. on behalf of you know the deep kim players who are, who might be thinking this way. And ko, yeah, ko um, big time has changed a lot. Um, you're going to want to get some command points with them um, because when when 2.0 came out, I played them and my admiral was literally the only thing there with a command ability except for brock um and i would just always just spend it on the battleshock community and that was it and i would just there's nothing else i could spend it on um there was no point using on battleshock or runs because i couldn't shoot um charges i wouldn't really be charging in because my riggers would be too far away from like any hero um, but now with all the new command points, it's like it's changed. The whole thing has changed. Like I can now actually spend command points on something, which is really cool. Um, so I've like completely rechanged my my um, my KO list. Um, so like to give you some perspective about how like far the points have dropped for KO, my old 2018 CanCon list was 1980. It was all or two k on the dot. It went down three hundred and fifty points. Wow! I know when I was talking to Hayden Walker, who's building a, a KO list, I think between editions or between books, he reckoned that he had about two hundred to one hundred fifty to two hundred free points just yeah. from the reductions across the board. So yeah, so like you've easily got enough points now to spend uh, to buy a command point. Uh, um, 
yeah, it's 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 changed changed the game a lot. Like it, they'll definitely like good KO players will definitely see some use, and like you should act, you should you should be like fit, like terrified. <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> a bit fair. terrified, like because they are going to like come back. I think they're going to come back in a big way. Well, maybe you and I need to have a chat soon about doing a, a, a KO show. We'll see if if Ken Cron wants to get on. Yes, Admiral Vice Admiral Cron. A uh, quick question from the chat was around uh, from Corn and specifically Tyrants of Blood, which I believe is the Bloodthirster list, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, which in that case, uh, Tyson, uh, yeah, Travis has asked about uh, the changes. Uh, Bloodthirsters look like they've all gone down in points, um, which means more stuff. Yay for you! Uh, I don't think you know. Talking about Campbell. Um, who's a very, very successful corn player, winning CanCon, winning Sydney Slaughter back to back. Um, he he just saw more opportunities. I don't think he kind of saw any negatives coming out of it. Um, do you remember anything, Ben, when he was talking at uh, at uh, Company of Dice? He seemed pretty uh, positive. No, he was really well. He didn't know that they were going to drop. He expected them to go up. Well, didn't the FAQ do something to Reapers and Tyrants? They don't and, work together or something? Yeah, so it stopped the the Reapers pile and attack first from comboing with the Reapers of Vengeance command ability. That's right. So that, that's what Matt, I think, used against me at, on the weekend. Yeah. He charged in attack first and he did a second pile and attack. And yeah. I don't think he can do that anymore. No. Correct me if I'm wrong. So no, no, no. They all have to go or you just do the once pile in an attack yeah again. yeah so they came down and like overall still strong yeah, but i think they're fine yeah. there's, there's still, it's just a minor tweak in how you play with the tyrants of blood yeah I, he's a good player so like yeah. I, I don't think it's really affected him that much liam how's it affected you with your your um your command points they're fine honestly i mean um, sylvaneth's a very heavy command point army right no really because everyone's no. been freaking, everyone's trying to be convincing me to run two battalions. I'm like, no, one's enough. No, because it all really like depends on the spells and stuff you add in, like for rerolling charge and stuff. Like you're nine away, and there's ways where you can build a list around being plus three to charge. So you just need a six inch charge, stuff like that. Um, command abilities, though, like with Harvest Boon and um, the Arch Revenant command. I love how I'm talking about like what's happening in the new book because some of you guys haven't really seen it, but like getting plus one attack, like. If you really want plus two attack, then go for it. But you can do something similar to like Deepkin with a playstyle where you can like hold up those command points and then do one massive bomb. And that makes sense and just go completely ham with all those command points. Like just go, cool. Kind of punches of swords now have plus two attacks and now they're also re-rolling to hit this and that and that and that and like just make them go cool. Go psycho. Um not ham as in like the guy who's on the stream. <laughs> yeah, he goes ham as well. He goes ham with iron draws. <laughs> But um, you like it's honestly, Silverdale players should stop stressing. It's it's fine. Like I honestly, with the new command abilities and stuff, I just go like, cool. Wait for turn two or three, the most important turns of the game, and go completely nuts. Unless turn one, you need all those command points, and two command points giving like kind of hundreds of sides plus two attack is fine. Like that sounds like deep in. Like literally, the start play style is very similar to Deacon, where you can literally go for one turn and just stack them all up. And you can go completely nuts. Um, 
Yeah, honestly, if people are com- if people are complaining or like stressing out, they really need to rethink their strategy. They kind of use a command point each turn. It makes sense. Like, I don't know. And like my other armies, like Doors of Cain, the command ability only works in the hero phase, and that's if they're stuck in combat. Um, if my Doors of Cain have not killed something in the last combat phase, then I really messed up. So, um, and or you just run into or you just run into sixty grots with nets. Oh, mate, you should be dead after that because I'm na- I'm bravery ten, you're bravery three, so I'm doing two. Challenge, damage. challenge accepted. Yeah, that's challenge accepted. Th- Liam, that's where you that's take good. sharks. You shoot them first. Okay, dude, no one plays with freaking sharks except you, for you. Anyway, you, you shoot the net at the nets. Can right? I mute? Can I mute him? <laughs> um, you're just jealous. No, I'm not. Anyways, um, and my other army, which was flesh eater courts, I have two command points before the game starts and get plus one for three. My command ability can stack, um, but I have Everquart's Brooch to bring stuff back, like maybe on a third of a chance get it back. Um, so it all depends on how that goes. But generally, again, that's fine. Feast day, um, I will be using it. And again, five up, I might get it back. So like I have that yeah. kind of thing. So on honesty, command points are fine for me. Like all the changes, like as I said, my last... With, with the point changes and everything and stuff and only buying one command point, my list has literally not changed. Look, so, and all of my lists, my from from free people to mixed order to gloom spite to zench to uh, everything in my every army that I've written or will write hasn't changed, with the exception I think I you know I share the sentiment with Matt Tyrrell is death. I think death is the one that uh, is is most impacted um by not being able to buy more than one command point um that seems like the biggest impact if it's i could actually- sell if in game if i could sell matt a command point with my excess of eight to ten uh and like trade him some victory points or kill points for a command point happily nah. trade you mate i've got here's so a, many here's a good trade say four command points your general slain there you mm-hmm. go i just no. command point like this the, just mean. the other thing is with death though you want that you want that spare point to bring back models as well. So that's the thing. You've got to kind of toss up between whether you want to bring back a model or you want to buff something up. So, or bring back a unit, sorry, or buff something up. So I think, yeah, it has it, it hurt us a little bit, but, you know, it, it's I'm, ways around it. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at lists now, and it's actually quite hard to write a death list. <laughs> so hard. For Liam, it's hard to write a death list. I've already written my Blood Knight list. And Gosh, even like... Even Legion of Grief, where at the moment and, and, you know, since the rules have been written, you can't bring in a Night Haunt Battalion into Legion of Grief. So I think... No, but yeah, it's fine. But I guess what I'm saying is that it's so hard to get those additional command points because I'm not a fan. Like, I think the... the, uh, Was it not... What's the one that you're talking about? The Night Watch? No, the March... Death March. Death March. I think when I look at Legions of, of Nagash, that is the strongest or the best looking of the uh, battalions. On a, oh no, no, the Court of Lamia is not bad if you're going Legion of Blood. That is that's actually so hard to fit. I literally just tried it. It's, not, it's, it's, it's hard, hard, but it's but it's not a bad one. Like you know, you probably it's, would take that. Bloodseeker Paladin is your biggest tax. Yeah, yeah. Like that that model. It's cool that it's mixed the Mortis Engine and the Coven Frame together. I don't think I've ever seen it on the table. I think Deke built it when That's... it very first came out. I don't think I've ever seen anyone run it competitively ever. It's 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 pretty hard. Um, I think the only thing when it comes to like 
it is hard, and I'm more disappointed that the Prince Vordry command of uh, the battalion is only for mixed death. Yeah. So if you're running mixed death, you're only allowed to play the um, Prince Vordry one, which is actually a really good one. That's, the three or more that's units of Blood Knights. I feel like in Soulblight, you should be able to take that. No, you can't take it. It's I know, I know, I know, but it, it's silly. You should just should be able to. If it was in Soulblight, you would see it everywhere for Soulblight. It's so good. But it's super cost, like, it's so expensive to run. Yeah. Both both wallet-wise, if you're not running Dragon Princes, and um, points-wise. Yeah. Like, I think I think the, like, I love the, Blood, the Bloodseeker Palanquin. I think she's really cool and, like... If you use her right, she's got some cool things. But anyway, that's that's for another day. So overall, overall to summarize this particular chapter, the impacts of reduced command points is almost non-existent to the exception of death, where death players need to rethink their strategy. I think what Matt said is a really good point is, you know, they always want to going to want to keep one command point up their sleeve. So if you can force a death player to make that really hard choice and spend it and put that risk, I think you're in a really good spot. And as a death player, you know, knowing that you've got less command points, you're either A, redesigning your list to get a battalion, or B, you are saving command points uh, and not buffing units uh, instead. So, uh, so rethinking the way you play. Ben, you're going you're to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've been thinking about this for like a couple of days now. And I think it'd be really cool if GW released all those start collecting battalions like the little ones or like in the in the what are they battle force stuff like i'd love to see them and like with points because like sure they're not super great but they give you an ability to put in like a smallish battalion i don't think you understand that some of those ones are really busted yes some are really good some of them are actually quite busted then if you read every single one of them you'll find that like 80 percent of them are actually a bit too good for match play Speaking on behalf of people who don't have a battalion or much allegiance abilities, uh, we want them first. So death shouldn't get their 10th or 12th one. Uh, Free people need one that doesn't cost them like 180 points and can only be fit in a 2,000-point army at a minimum. Um, But... Some small, some extra battalions would be nice. I would like to see some more battalions, some small battalions and some cheeky ones. Um... Level but, the playing field a little bit. Yeah, but Lim, Lim doesn't want to level the playing field. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah, because... Oh, no, they'll break my flesh eater courts. Oh, no, they'll ruin my Daughters of Cain. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Ben, I'm going to kill you. So what still... have we, so we gone through today? We've gone through mercenaries. We, we like them to a degree. Convert them. To be, you'll be a hero, hobby hero. Command points. Pretty okay. I think we're okay with that. We like the three new command abilities. Uh, new scenery table seems pretty good. We like commanding. It seems okay. Nullify seems interesting. We like overgrown. Overgrown? Yeah. Yeah. The new healing yeah. one's cool too. Yeah, he- healing. Healing and volcanic as well, but that's on yeah. a six. Um, some of the winners we think are going to be the Skaven, the Daughters of Cain, the Slanesh, and the Feck. Uh, we yep. think people like Zenj, KO might see a resurgence. Um, some of the losers, we think, are definitely death, um, having some restrictions on them. Um, Jet was screaming out, Bone Splitter's got no love. Uh, there are some armies that kind of sit in the middle, so 
was a storm cast that kind of went one kind of lost um what else and overall we like the scenarios that the, the new ones are pretty good and overall the faq was a bit of hit and miss some things surprised us like the warp uh warp lightning vortex but then some things are just yeah. completely missed the mark and we didn't address problems that needed to be addressed we addressed like things like the drake the, the drake lord on drake spawn the the old dark elf lord like they definitely had to be removed from the game but some of the depravity point stuff that Slanish is doing, no, that's okay. We'll keep that. That's fine. It's yeah. not busted. But those OP dragons, those are OP Dark Elf dragons, but I have a theory, um, and maybe we can watch this back in 6 to 12 months' time, that my theory is they removed that so they could bring them back in Shadow Elves or a version of them in a Shadow Elves. So it's like removing them, we kind of forget about them, and then surprise is a new model range, and it's based around dragons and dark elf stuff and happy days. Cold ones. Cold ones. Because they didn't need and, to be removed. They and the repeatable and thrower. And then you'll watch Liam's wallet disappear again. And Tomb King Tristan, who's in the chat, is happy that, oh, oh, Tomb King's still legitimate compendium, still in the book. And more importantly, the Legion of Asgore, a.k.a. Chaos Dwarves, are legit. They actually now have points in GHB, so they are a real army, not a hashtag fake army. Well they done, are, Chaos Dwarves. They're better than dispossessed. Well Ooh. done to you. <laughs> Who, funnily enough, I'll be talking to tomorrow doing a faction focus with Gabe and Reese to talk about the Legions of Asgore. So check it out. Any other final comments we want to make about General's Handbook 2019 before we wrap this up? Um, oh, the, the Player's Code. Did anyone read the Player's Code? Oh, snap. Snap. I, I did. <laughs> I actually <laughs> might get some sports what? scores for once. No, I said that's No, true. I just think I, it's like it's just common sense, like how you're supposed to play, you know, like or or be when you when you're playing a game with someone and I think it's just good to have that in writing for some some people who don't do this sort of stuff yep. much or or do this for a social interaction and you know. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I didn't need to read it because But, but it makes me wonder that it's obviously happened in an event. Um yeah. for it to be written down and I believe there's some stories behind some of it from I think it was LVO um some of this stuff actually came from sigma uh which is yeah. why it's in the general's handbook and i don't believe it's it's in any 40k codexes just yet yeah. or the I, um, I just like that it's written down yeah you know, that's all think, that, and it's there you know that's all I, I that's all i wanted to add i think the one thing as well is like when warhammer when games workshop do their big events at warhammer world they do bring out a player's code kind of thing and i think for them they're just going to say rules are follow whatever the general's handbook player code says and page blah 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 Yep, I know I'm going to do that in, in, in my tournament packs moving forward, that that uh, etiquette will be follow that. And if yeah. you don't follow that, that is um, – it, it's very clear on what's expected from you. Um, yeah. It's it's some of it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I can't remember yeah, who I – know, I know it is, but I just thought I'd mention it, you know. No, it's a really good call. Oh, no, no, I remember I think Rob Symes calls it don't be a dick. Like yeah, that's, <laughs> big that's bold letters, don't and we all, we all go to these things to have fun, so it's just nice, you know. Sometimes there's always that, you know, you have that one game with that guy, and you're like, "Fuck, that was that was real bad." Like, but most of the time, you have great games, but it's just nice to have it written down, you know. So yeah, no, that's fair. I think. Look, you know, when I reflect on that, probably ninety nine point nine percent of my opponents uh, always follow that code. Oh, yeah. Um, 
that's it. hundred <laughs> percent. Any other final thoughts, team, before we kind of wrap things up? Uh, Iron Jaw's got a huge buff. That's about it. I got all the sweet toys. That's 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 all I really. Brute fist is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Ard fist will be a thing, I reckon. Um, now that Ard boys are so cheap, um, I can I can move in the hero phase, attack in the hero phase. I've got a spell law. It's just it's incredible. So they're I loving think, it. I think before the FAQ came out for Feck, the big thing I saw of Iron Jaws was you run brute fist. And you can even one Gordrak because Gordrak is so good. I don't care what anyone says. He's great. And then you spend another, and that's no command points for making them charge in the hero phase where they're near the general. Then you spend one command point with the Gordrak buff, so plus two attack. They will kill that Gristlegore general. And also the Gristlegore general cannot pile an attack because it's in the combat phase that he's only allowed yeah. to. So now he's dead. Now you get to move in your next hero phase. And then now you get to wipe out whatever's left as well. And then boom, you're Feck player is now crying on the floor and he's complaining yeah. that his little gimmick no longer works. Yeah. Boom. That's why yeah. Crystal Gore is the worst and Hollow Moon is the best. Yeah. Hey, Sharks went down 20 points. No one cares about the goddamn <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> out. I'm muting him. I don't care. <laughs> if you are watching this on the replay or even in the chat right now, let us know what you think about Ben and his Sharks versus Liam and his anti-Sharks. Uh, who is the who is right? Who is wrong? Uh, it's clearly Ben who's right. It's all about the sharks. No, um, Liam is Liam is trying to sidetrack us, and then at CanCon he's going to have an army full of sharks and yeah. and and. and... No. You should see the list he sends me with sharks in them. They're great. Yeah, man, they're going to get nerfed. Um, by the way, someone said Blood Knights in a corn army. Sure. Ooh. Yes. That's, that's Craig. Thing. That's Craig. That's Craig who should have been on the show, but his mic wouldn't work. So oh, uh, shout sorry, out to Craig, Craig. who thinks yeah. blood, blood Knights with his resin uh, Blood Knights. Do we think we'll see new models for Red Blood, blood Knights? Are they going to be the new Death Faction? I bloody hope so. Hey, guess what, guys? That rumor engine might be Blood Knights, but like just hanging them off. Um, I reckon a vampire army would be really cool. Like vampires uh, on foot. Like yeah, yeah. So, like, like you know, like like the thrall thrall models like that, but vampires. Like um, depth guard, oh, you know, like corsairs. What? Like all corsairs, like all cloaked up, kind of thing. Shout to Craig. He reckons potentially those heads are are, are uh, for like Varangard or maybe some type of um, new slaves that ever chosen chaos undivided type uh, faction. I That's could see that. A really good call. That's a really good call. We didn't we didn't point that out. I think Craig might be onto something there, and he runs Varangard, if I remember correctly. But the hook merchant, like the hook merchant, sold all of the hooks to the gutbusters. <laughs> He's making right, the base claws. He sold them all there, so I don't know he, how. Liam, Liam, got it. He didn't sell them. He got eaten, and they got stolen. Okay, you know what, Ben, shut up. <laughs> Let's move so do on. we want to do some quick shout outs? We, we this this is quickly. Uh, gotten out of control like a dwellers below show we're just talking smack now um and it's true they they know it i, I listen to the latest rage of sigma they know they they talk a lot of smack especially especially at lords of war 99 percent of the stream was all about not the game um and nick Hohen actually when he was actually commentating actually did some commentary and it, it sounded like the chat 
gave him absolutely hell for not talking about Smorgan's private schooling. But hey, this is a tangent that most people don't know what we're talking about here. Who wants to wrap us up and where can people find you if they want to hear more of your hot garbage? Oh, oh, I guess I'll start. Hey, guys, I'm Ham. Um, if you want anything painted or you like me like painting, check me out on Facebook. Just look up Ham Solo. Um, yeah, and check me out next next Wednesday. Um, I'll be doing the uh, uh, what a faction review. Faction focus, review. we're calling it. Yeah, yeah. sorry, he, faction he... focus. My bad. We've just roped him in. Ash McEwen was meant to be doing it actually last night, but he's gone on holidays. So we we cut Ash and we brought in Ham, who I think is an upgrade. Uh, and I can say that because Ash is probably not watching because he's packing for holidays. Uh, no, and no. then, <laughs> although, um, and if he is watching, I'm in shit. Oh, yeah, so much um, shit. and uh, yeah, just just shout out to the boys at the uh, Simple Maths Club too. And um, yeah, that's it, man. So two plus two. That's right. Uh, I, no, I don't know. <laughs> window, window. That's one plus one. That's one oh, plus one, mate. Oh, see, I don't even know, man. That's what I mean. We, that's why we have a club just to, to work out simple math. Well, shout out to the Simple Maths Club, who are clearly not doing a very good job. Uh, and Ham will be doing Faction Focus with myself and Brogan Clark next Wednesday. Here, let's hear about Iron Jaws. Ben, actually, no, I'll let you go last because you want to get the last word in about sharks. Matt, mayor, Matt Tyrrell, which buildings are you opening up as the mayor this week and where can people find more about you? Uh, we've got an aged care home opening up. <laughs> because I closed the last three, they're costing too much money. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Matthew Tyrrell, the mayor in brackets in the middle of my name, um, and then on Facebook as Matt Tyrrell. Um, yeah. But, Apart from that, yeah, shout out to everyone that's local here. So, yeah, thanks, guys. And look after this aged care because they are under the Royal Commission at the moment. Nah, so I hope you're doing a good job. They're not making any more money. They're not paying taxes. Fuck them. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll bring us to Liam to hopefully bring back the conversation and they'll let will say the shit himself. Oh, poor Liam. Uh, I don't know. I... I, I, I'm on Twitter, but I barely use it. Um, just like, if you want to verbally abuse me about not about using sharks, just mail me on Facebook. <laughs> okay, awesome. I'm good. I'm good. Cool. Oh, and Liam? Um, you can find me again on the Sydney page. Uh, Why am I agency with Sydney page? Shadowhammer underscore on Twitter. That's it at the moment. Um, I've been pretty quiet because I've been unwell. Um, Something you me. may have missed this week, actually, is the Ridge of Sigma podcast with Nick Cohen. Did you check that out this week? Me? No. Yeah. They they did an interesting game of kill, and uh, it was you, me, and Chuck, funnily enough. And oh, um, you got a lot of marries. People wanted to marry you a lot. I need and to listen I, to this. I seem to be the person they wanted to kill the most. So <laughs> no, shout, out to, shout out to Joe Pagano and, you know, Nick and, and the crew. Uh, for wanting to kill the coach. So uh, I don't know why. Um, they try to explain themselves. God bless them. But, um, hey, they come down to care. I had no idea. I need to listen to that. I've been so out of loop because I've been so unwell. So um, I'm kind of feeling a bit better. So I'm kind of keen to get back into some hobby. But I've got two and a half weeks of work to catch up on. So wish me luck. 
I'm going to wrap it up with uh, two questions that came from the chat that haven't been uh, answered yet from Keith. One was, uh, will Roosters supporters be safe at the Canary Bulldogs Club? I've told him absolutely. However, um, the tournament scores will always be 16-13 for him. And if no one knows what that reference is, that is the last grand final that the Roosters and the Bulldogs played, where the Bulldogs beat the Roosters uh, 16-13. Uh, and I continue to remind my wife, who is a Roosters fan, and I'm a Canterbury fan. Uh, and the last one uh, was around. Oh no, was oh no, the other one was actually from um, Josh Griffith, and this is actually to you, Mao. And the question is, this is going to wrap up the show. The question is, does the mayor of Dubbo have any comments on the fact that Dubbo won the poll for shit towns of Australia and was <laughs> voted a shitter town than Orange? <laughs> and because of this, does he, in his capacity of both mayor of Dubbo and head of the Dubbo Zoo, plan on adding any new exhibits <laughs> such as Dungogs to try and change the reputation as a shittier town than Orange? <laughs> well, um, fun, fun fact for you all that you probably did not hear this because it was a local uh, Aubrey thing, but Aubrey got... <laughs> Aubrey got voted as the number one uh, town in Australia for cheating couples. For, uh, <laughs> so we are not... Dubbo's not the shittest town. Aubrey is. <laughs> I think my, my country town, which is Glen Innes, has the highest teen pregnancy capita in Australia. Um, so no, true, true story. Apparently there's a website where people go on to ch cheat on husbands and wives, obviously. Um but yeah, and that website, uh, Ashley Kate or something, it's called. I can't Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison. Madison. That's, That's it. Yeah. Ashley um, McEwen. Ashley Madison. They've come out. They come out like last week or something and released these results. And Aubrey was the highest, highest town in Australia for most people using the uh, service. So, that the mayor of Dubbo is looking stuff up like that up is scandalous. But the it's, mayor of Dubbo hasn't answered the question like a true politician. I'm so just saying we're not, the we're not the shittest town. Answer the question. What are he you going to do about the I did the, answer the, the question. Why not answer it? Perfect politician. <laughs> he <got> voted. <laughs> All right. If you're going to vote for this guy, he 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 mm. dodges the real questions. He is clearly not fit to be mayor. Uh, I'm looking for a new person to be who honest, is going though, to. I would totally have him as a mayor. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone else would want to be the mayor. Probably Speaking not. for yourself, I would love to be mayor. Imagine really? the emo looking mayor ever. Oh god. Guys, tweet us on tweet on us on Twitter or tweet outside tweet however you want to tweet. Uh who do you think would be a great Age of Sigma mayor? Is it Mayor Dubbo himself or do you have someone that you want to elect? Maybe we're gonna have Liam, what do you reckon we have like uh the federal elections of Age of Sigma mayorship or the yeah. I don't know. I bet Just, you so much money that Rob Symes is gonna win that hands down. Let's... And like and and Ben Curry won't. I mean, I, I would vote Ben. He's a wrestling fan number one, and that's that's a vote for me. Um, guys, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ham. Thank you, Craig, who couldn't unfortunately make it because he had tech issues literally as we were about to go live. Thanks to the mayor himself. Thank you for uh, keeping the aged care facilities up and going. Liam, thanks for coming back from the dead to be with us and not triggering a whole war on the stream tristan gray's voting tom Lyons is a town crier I, I i would agree with that um happy to for him to like ring his bell no he can town. be the town bureaucrat he'd make a really good like accountant uh we need and ryan hooper saying we need a council of 13 all right this 
Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm getting a poll going right now. I'm going to run oh, a poll. Right, Warhammer Mayor, who would you vote for? <laughs> we need the round table of something. So let's think about this. I'm sure I'm going to wake up to a shitstorm on Twitter. Thanks <laughs> Actually, to Liam. It's got to be the Council of 13. It's just hey, it's coach. good. Uh, who are the coach of the, the table of 13? Who's at the round table? Let's work this out, guys. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. We need to make up a topic for next fortnight. In the meantime, there's lots of cool faction focuses coming. And I have a Facebook page. Join AOS Coach to hear more shit talk and stuff that i got to work out how to use it. Guys. Peace. Thanks. Bye. Ciao. Thank you. Bye.